You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 54. Slithered forward. It's got legs. Oh god. Some corrections are unwelcome. That one was very important. Yeah, that one. Uh, slithered forward. Uh, standing amidst all of you as it shouted. Oh, more like calmly spoke a word uttered from the creation of the plains. Intoned. Hey, where are you just you narrate it! You're like better snake. Uh, oil vein and Gwarl blinded and deafened. Uh, Drustin, uh, Drustin, ears ringing, can't hear a thing going on. Everyone else having the, uh, having the, the wherewithal, the mental fortitude. I don't really know how to sort of narrate what a charisma save really is. It's not even your force sense of will, of self. it's just your sense of self. Oh. Like Self-esteem. Power. Not allowing the, uh, not allowing the words to, uh, to destroy your entire psyche as they held strong. Anga, flying in the air. 19 or 20, baby. Forgot to save for her last week. 19 or 20. Yeah, she, she has a minus two. Yeah, she's an animal. Ten. Ten. Ten for ten. Animal. She's also familiar, which is not speaking of no, well. my charisma. So, Anga obliterated in a moment just her entire form. Flash of green. Flash of green. As the uh, as she hears the word and immediately just becomes non-existent. Who put the feathers? But they dissolve into green. Green embers. And then the anathema continues, for that is its bonus action, it is still its turn. You dick! <laughs> oh, God. Continues its onslaught towards Works everybody. Towards the bottom of initiative. Uh, yeah. Well, these berries are intense. Dude, no. <laughs> Don't oh. drink the berries. Should not have drink the berries. Oh, yeah, you're eating, chomping the on the berries. That's the good berry. berry. That's the good berry. That's, that's the good berry. <laughs> That's our good berry. Oh, uh, Kawal Lazy in chat does want to know what the rimming the glass was in the Twitter photo. Woo! It is, you it don't is, want uh, to know. It is corn syrup, sugar, sugar. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid powder. powder. It came from a, the... Uh, like, cookie. heat it up in the microwave. What's the name of, what's the, name of the book? I, I, it's, oh. called the, it's called The Acid Test. No, what's the name of the book, please? It's called The Acid Test. Oh, the test. whole book is called The Acid Test? Um, I thought that was the name of the drink. They have liquid in it. It is a role-playing uh, cookbook where you roll dice to randomize the ingredients, and this was oh, one of the- Oh, and baking soda. Sorry, and baking soda. Very important, because- oh, that's what makes it fizz. That's what makes it fizz anyway, when you drink it. <laughs> I will continue the narration. Anyone asking about Please. the drink must sorry. get their answers, sorry, because it have, is a they bizarre deserved, drink. They deserve to know. So, okay. the Please anathema please. continues its assault, and mm-hmm. it eyes <clears throat> bear jaw. Okay. Hold on. Dude, bear jaw get Nope. Wow. Yeah, no. Nothing. Well, the save saved me, but even if I had. So as it's as its heads. Guys, guys, describing. 
As the heads faced every direction and spoke the word of creation, they then all snap forward. I mean, save some for me. I don't want to know right now. I'm they're playing. Funny, funny. Uh, they all snap forward to look at Bearjaw as uh, as they hiss some words it's, in it's free to look. abyssal. Roll a saving throw, a wisdom <coughs> saving throw, DC 17. Sorry, my computer's being slow. Uh, Got it. Being here. Uh, character. Well, roll the die, because if, if it's super high or super low, we can uh, not worry about that. I can expect you to see that Sam is. Here we go. Five. Wisdom Let's saving throw on bear jaw. That will, you, unless oh, you have will. a plus 17, I your wisdom save. A- <laughs> <laughs> plus 12. Plus 12 on it. Second. Bear jaw immediately. Oh, I didn't think about what it is. Uh, oh no! Come on, man. Bear jaw. Bear jaw's form shrinks down rapidly, oh, oh, oh. and I want you to describe what bear jaw feels and <coughs> and thinks as this happens. You need to be a little more clear. As her arms, uh, her arms shrink in towards her body, and her head shrinks down and about the size of like <coughs> a large rattlesnake. Oh my uh, gosh. Splashes awesome. down into the water below as she is swim? as she is polymorphed sure. into. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, sneak laughs> okay. Quick, drink more of this alcohol. Yeah, quick, drink the alcohol. Uh, we need a snake mini. You got your medium snake or small snake mini. Much better. Thank you. What does Bear Jaw feel and think as she plops into the water? <laughs> well, honestly, it's confusion. Um. She's never been turned into a snake before, so the, the sensation is not familiar. Um, it's like a, a great deal of pressure, like a headache, as her bones are, like, reforming around her newly-sized body and brain. And I, I don't actually know... Does, does snake instinct or anything come into this? Like, when you turn into a snake, are you still yourself with snake senses, or...? <coughs> the uh, like you have you have snake Ooh. senses and okay. snake stats, which so, yeah, are quite low because you're sudden, just like a regular, regular old snake. snake. Okay, so so all of a sudden everything goes dark. I mean, there's there's very snakes don't have great vision, um, but the little little tongue kind of helps clarify where body heat is. But that's all wacky too because she's never experienced that before. So in her mind, she's been like intensely poisoned or has had a mind spell on her. She has no idea that she's a snake. There's no context. At all. She has no context for this. So she's just kind of feeling like panicked and and furious and really excited about getting out of this situation so she can punish the anathema for daring to... um, Does it just take like a second or is it kind of like... It's it's like, oh no, yeah. Well, The full six seconds of the round. Here's what it is. It is both. It is... um, it's fast from your perspective, but when you're in the moment, it takes a while. Like you're, you know, the the adrenaline kicks in, and all of a sudden everything's moving in slow motion. So for her, it is a very slow experience. It's kind of like you know being sucked into your own mind. Uh, thank you. I'm now a snake. Um, put me snake where. Job. Put me where I was. So be it. I got it. Thanks. Um, Ooh, snake, snake jaw. Snake jaw. Snake jaw. Hey, listen. Snakes can cause superior damage with their jaws. With their All right. jaws. So, so yeah. So she's jaw. kind of like 
in, in, a, in a state of uh, mental flux here. The Yuan-T magics in play here. Dick Snake. What are your passive arcanas? Yeah, that'd be a 13. tenor. I'm a snake now. I think he's the highest, right, at 13? Anyone trained yeah, in it? Just three I'm not trained. He's got a higher stat than me. So, yeah. 13. So, these, um... These... This magic that this UNT anathema is wielding yeah. is unlike, more uh, is more powerful and just also of an entire sort of school of snake magic that you're just not familiar with. Yeah. And uh, what to do about this is Who knows? a mystery to you. I can make the argument for religion, for divine spells? <laughs> if it is. Um, try in this case, it is not divine. Okay. Yeah. But divine word would be. Yeah. Bear job, you okay? Live. Bear job! You see no bear jaw. Bear jaw! And he hears no bear jaw either. Here's no bear jaw. Hear no bear jaw, see no bear jaw, speak no bear jaw. Yeah, she doesn't say a word. And that is the anathema's first subturn. Oh Quarl. no! Everyone turns to Quarrel's out. Quarrel is blinded, blinded and deafened? Yep. Correct. I am both of those things, and I still have the effect of the aura of fear. Right. Wow. So you're still scared. That, so you can attack it or can't. But you make the save at the beginning of your turn. I make the save at the beginning of my nope. turn. End of and, your turn. End. Oh, it was when you. No, it was when you start your turn and at the end. Right? Nope. It is when you end your turn. You, you, o- yeah. Only when you end your turn. Okay. Oh, it was um, also when it casted on you, which happened to be okay. right when your turn began. Oh, I see. Okay. That makes uh, sense. So you could still technically attack this thing. Yes, right? you can. You just take uh, disadvantage. It's disadvantage, and you're blinded anyways. Although now it's no longer in your line of sight. So being frightened does not give you disadvantage to this. Being blinded does. And you I'm are flanking. technically correct about yes. all of that. And but I'm flanking, cannot, which cancels it. Closer to it. No, you do have to take you're whatever. you're afraid of it. Yeah, yeah, would this count as flanking if she is blind, Greg? What? Does that count as flanking even if she's blind? No. I don't think okay. so. No, okay, so I and have also, disadvantage. Would you have to be completely. I don't think that's in the rules, but I'm making a rule. Are we saying you have to be completely point. opposite, corner to corner? You said a line through. Yeah. No, no we, do, we do a line through from. Okay, perfect. Okay. So disadvantage on your attack. Alright, so. Coral rolls. Um, is... To clarify, for flanking, the way I'm always imagining it is you draw a line from center of mini to center of mini, and if it crosses through the same yeah. axis, then you're good. Okay. And so against a huge mini in this case, it wouldn't. Whirl rolls his no, two attacks. You don't get advantage. Never mind everything I said, it doesn't make sense. But you go ahead. You don't get advantage from favorite enemy. Go ahead, Whirl. Okay, so that's a six, and that's a three, so I assume Ooh. that both fail miserably. Okay. Um, depends on how you had it paired. Uh, yeah, no, I I had it paired this one with that one, that one, that one. Okay, dark, the darker mode, mm-hmm. yeah. So I have a let's see, that would be an eleven and an eight, which I assume neither of which hit at all. This is real big. It does not. So, all right. One of them hits, but it just doesn't get through the scales because you can't get your attack lined up correctly. Uh, quick clarification. For the purposes of the snake fear aura, does Scrimcorn and now Bearjaw also count as snakes? I yes. count as a snake. Yes, 100%. So you can't move closer to Scrimcorn, the Anathema, or Bearjaw. How Except does... they're not in line of sight anymore, so that doesn't affect. Frightened doesn't affect. I don't know how that um, works. I, I'm, I'm <clears throat> not ruling it in that way. Okay. You know, this. if you 
know the snake is there such that you are attacking it, you are just as fearful of it. So, how does movement work when blinded? Can I still move as regular? Yep. Yeah. You can only move. Yes, you can. I, I don't, yeah, I mean, yes. I don't know of any rules. Like, it would be simple to say it's all double movement because it's just harder. It's all becomes, narrative it all becomes rough you can't, terrain. You can't jump the corner because then you're getting closer to scrim. Yeah. Yep. You can't get to bear closer, Oh. Oh, the technically so you, you, you can go to the corner. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't yeah. go that way. Okay. You can't. You, you got to be further away. You, you, once you're here, you cannot come further that way. So okay. Yeah. Then yeah. I'll move one more here. Yep. And yeah, does that good. keep me adjacent to it? Yeah. Uh, you yeah, are you adjacent. Are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. His circles. It's hard to see. Weird. Circles inside of squares. Okay, and that oh, is. I, I didn't have a portent. Maybe I could have avoided being a snake. Sorry, I, go, I gobbled that up just. Uh, it's okay. That is no, where I roll my saving throw. Okay, now, end of turn, you roll not. your saving throw. No go. Son of a bitch. No go. Are you a snake now? Get that guy's in the bag. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think it's charisma. Who else are my snake? Oh, this is versus It's wisdom. wisdom. Wisdom for the aura. Yeah, no. It was, it was bad. I rolled four. Okay. Anathema. Turn over. The anathema then continues. Its flurry of bites amidst its spellcasting, this time striking down at... Snake. I mean, it knows Gwarl is blinded, I would assume. And you, do you have advantage against it? Yeah, you have advantage on enemies that can't see you. Right. You're right, Sam. I should attack Well him. done, Sam. <laughs> um, yes. Let it be stricken from the final podcast. As Gwarl, as, you, didn't, uh, you didn't give a description of what Gwarl was doing. Oh, okay. yeah, g- Give me that yeah, so I can play Gwarl basically finds himself blinded and deafened, but he doesn't cry out. He basically just swings his sword <clears throat> somewhat wildly, trying to cut at anything in his path, and then you see him take these, like, quick, but sort of tapping steps to gauge his direction based off of the ground beneath his feet as he skirts his way around the formidable foe. Three of its heads turn towards Gwarl as it keeps its main body faced towards Baron and Bearjaw, and the three heads open and hiss simultaneously, one in abyssal, one in common, one in draconic, as they say. All of which Gwarl understands. Lesser creature, as they bite in at Gwarl. And going to go with... If you weren't deaf, you'd be like, that's what that <laughs> Yeah, if I weren't deafened, I would understand every single head. And, uh, okay, uh, it's a claw. You don't even know it's A claw against you with advantage. Oh. 15. Uh, 15 is gonna be a 25 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, and it is some of the bitches. Oh no! Ooh, that'll be uh, an eight plus. This will stay in your shirt. You move it away now. I'll I'll roll roll close. Then we'll have just one big snaky cup. I like rolling out there, but uh, anyway, uh, sorry. uh, The it is eight plus six is fourteen. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> so be it. You have to lean into this drink. Don't be afraid of it. Stare straight in the eyes. Okay. Uh, a little more in there. Like, yeah. 
Uh, also blinded and deafened. I'm yep. also blinded and deafened. And you can move closer because, or, well, I don't know. Are you under the? No, you. This is your first time being in the fear aura. I think so. Uh, yeah. You have to make a wisdom saving throw. Roll save. Okay. I'm sorry. Just to clarify, you were right that if you start your turn in the aura, you save. Then once you're affected. You roll at the end of every turn. Yeah. Okay, so I, I thought it was saved. a power. So I should have saved. No, no, you no. should not have. You were already under the effect. Okay. The, the okay. mechanics were sound, but your Thought memory that you rolled at the beginning of your turn <coughs> was correct. Wanted to give you okay. credit. Okay. Um, so you are now starting your first turn ever in the aura. So it's time to time to roll the save. Okay. Wisdom seventeen. Is a wisdom seventeen. There you go. Saving throw. That's a high. That's a high save. Nope. I got a snake on snake crime. You find yourself immediately awed and terrified by the vision of this giant snake creature. It's like in my mind, right? Like, I can't see or hear anything. Um, I'm disadvantage on ability checks and tech rolls while you can see that or snakes can't move closer to... Wait, you are, you are blind and deaf? Uh-huh. You do not have to make the saving throw. Oh, the aura is specifically, it. you must be able to see or hear it, since you are blind amazing. and deaf. Amazing! Amazing <laughs> grace! How sweet the silence. What's happening? I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep, keep going. I have a thought about something I ruled earlier. Uh, but I will move take uh, one step back. <laughs> so that's the, the edge of the aura? The fear yeah, aura? the edge of the aura. So you aren't even aware that's there, to be honest. And once you've okay. saved, you're now immune. For one hour or oh, so I'm, Okay, so I don't have to Did you save? No. Uh, no, no, no. He has oh, not, he not, he has not even know. rolled. Keep going. Okay. So the aura basically is, forget it's even there. Okay, so I don't know about it. Uh, you're not aware. You, well, you guys the don't have to worry about what you're yeah. tactically aware of. We don't see so step back, but I see. We don't play that. Um, yeah, I'll take a step just back. Just like our, our chance of winning this. You did just get blinded and deafened. I'm gonna go just one square back. Okay, Unto our back. Guys, back. it's oil based turn. I'm going warm. I'm going warm. I don't want to shoot any projectiles because I have no idea what I'm looking at. You could ready. Mechanically, we discovered that Yuanti are. They have a, seem to have advantage on saving throws I versus magical it. effects. Yep. But if it's something really good, I can get it to fail the saving throw. Um. Because I got that four lined up. Got something really good. Really good and you don't have. <laughs> my understanding is you don't. You can target by other means than sight. Perception is a multi-sensory. It has not moved from where experience. it was. Yeah. Yeah. You can also ready an action for when you can see. Okay. Uh, that consumes the spell on ready. We have not done that very much. Yeah. And use your reaction to to unleash it. Yeah. Unleash the beast. Okay. I already a. I'll just ready a fireball. Ready a fireball against what? I mean, what trigger? Uh, when you can see. When I can see. You got it. All right. What does it look like? Uh, so oil vein. Since he can't, you know, he's not. He's kind of. You see him like turning in different directions because he's not. He's trying to listen, but he's panicking, panicking a little bit. Uh, but he uh, 
kind of uh, off to the side, like he uh, stretches out his hand, and then uh, you see a little fireball ignite within his uh, between his fingers, and so he's just getting ready to try to hit whatever can sense. Just holding that energy there. Yeah. Uh, reminder on the blinded and deafened. When does that naturally wear off? Or are there saves or anything, or is it just up there for like ten minutes? More than this combat. Okay, okay. that's what I want to know. So you don't make saves. So it's not coming off unless somebody takes it off you. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Uh, except for maybe yours. No, I think it's one minute, ten minutes. Okay. Then one hour for the even worse one. Jeez. What about the death? That's a uh, yeah. Again, until what's someone removes the from range you. On the... oh, Sam's got it right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> until you are reincarnated through the. Uh, okay, so the anathema continues. It's uh. Continues its flurry of strikes and it will strike again at Gworl with uh, with the blinded target. It's going to be an 18. That hits. 18 and. I forgot the plus again. Oh, it's 6. Oh, not as bad a roll here. So 11 slashing damage as it claws this time, breaking across Gworl's. It's got claws, it does not have swords. Oh, I thought it had big swords. Nope. Uh, and then it is Scrimcorn. Uh, Scrimcorn, the constrictor snake, furrows its way five feet Unlocks, 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 unlocks its jaw and strikes down at it. Now, I forget what his state of being was. He's a giant snake. But uh, if he got... Oh, he did. was he immune to all those effects? Mm-hmm. Because he's a snake. To what effects? Uh, to the, the aura. Lord of Power. He's safe. Uh, safe. He's safe. No, his hit points are too high. Okay. Uh, And he makes a constriction attack with a plus six, uh, locking his jaws into its shoulder, attempting to coil his body around this thing. It's a big... Ah, shit. Ten. Ten is going to be... He would have advantage. advantage. Roll it again. Because he's full blanking. That's seventeen. That is just enough. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, the Scrimlock. As the light dim, or there's that flash of lightning happening, right? And it reflects off Baron's shield, catching the creature's attention for a moment, just enough for the constrictor's stake to wrap it up. So, uh, you said no damage on this, Mm -hmm. uh, but he is grappled. Until this grapple ends, the creature is restrained. Being restrained, we have advantage on attacks against it. It has disadvantage on its attacks and a movement speed of zero. Escape DC 16. Restrained is a nasty status yeah. effect. That's it's actually one of the worst that's not, like, knocked out. It's real tough. If you lost your range, yeah. Uh, Justin. Oh, no, Anathema. Anathema again. Anathema. Um, and then it, uh... Hmm... Oh, ugh. Mm, yeah. All right, it's gonna attempt to. Mm. All right, uh, it's going to, uh, as its upper body and its clawed arms and its snake heads are being wrapped up by Scrimcorn, its tail that it was sort of coiled up and standing on shoots out towards Gworl, trying to wrap. Around. So he no longer has advantage on this because he has disadvantage to attack. I was actually rolling with disadvantage, but thank you uh-huh. for reminding me that he has yes. advantage, so it cancels out to nothing. You're welcome. And as a natural one! Hey! 
That was much detail. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the tail shoots out towards Gwarl, and I'll say, uh, Gwarl can't, can't even see it coming as, uh, as Scrim tightens the grip in his constrictor snake form, just, like, wrenching it to the side, causing the, uh, causing the, the, the tail shoot out to just miss and smash, uh, splinters of wood off of this big log that Gwarl is, uh, uh, almost, like, braced against. Yeah. Um, now it is, uh, Drewson wants to take care of this thing so he doesn't, uh, suggest anything. Oh, yeah, the other you want to. It is not a bow guy. Don't let them in. That snake hands. I've got to make my wisdom saving throw against (laughs) fear. I have a plus four to this. Yeah, yeah, 17, though. Oh, no, I only got a 15. I'm afraid. Uh, he is, sees this thing that is from the beginning of creation, or at least has those powers. This is beyond anything he has ever dreamt of facing, and though he is fascinated, he also just wants to get the hell out of there. This is not their fight. Um, but he sees the Yuan-Ti snake hands summoning its arcane arts, and, uh, he wrenches his eyes away from this frightening thing. And says, uh... Were you you rolling for save? Yeah. You had already rolled at the end of your turn. Uh, I had not because I was out of the aura. We thought you were not, but then we corrected the aura size, and then you did roll. I didn't remember that. Did you save? I don't remember if you succeeded or not. I did mark that I was frightened, so I think I did succeed. I think you did succeed already, so you're good. Okay, never mind. He's not afraid. Well, he sees all those things and says, fuck it. He's afraid? He's not frightened. Yeah. Uh, And he says... Oh, you Slytherin creature, leave my friends alone! And he takes out his wand of magic missile. Yeah! Last of got six magic missiles. Yeah. 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 You need some of this action? I'll just roll this much. You got him. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, eight, nine, ten. Oh, you don't roll a hit. Four, <laughs> five, six. Uh, so that's sixteen. And think about it. nope. Uh, four, five, six, twenty-two. Force damage against yes. that What's that? Is it D5? I already added it. Oh, you did? Okay, perfect. How much? Uh, 22 total. Force damage. 22 total is... Yeah, it smash it. Bam, bam, bam. It's magic resistance. Does not help against magic missiles. Because yep. uh, there's no attack roll and there is no saving throw. And so, yeah, it just gets peppered with these shots. Uh, the UNT reacts like it is not unfamiliar with sort of this sort of combat. And it uh, it gets hammered, but... And then I am going to... stays up. It's two snake hands raised up towards Drewston and hiss at him. Yeah, I'm going to drop hand prone. Hiss? Yeah, and then his human mouth says, fuck you! Yeah. yeah. I'm going to... Great. If I drop prone behind this thing, can I have total cover against any attacks from that Yuan-Ti? Sure. So there's a... Uh, uh, Massive rock and roots all held together, and he just drops down into the muck and mire. His rabbit cloak floating around him. Rabbit cloak. Birdjaw. Birdjaw is a snake. Snake jaw. All right, I am a poisonous snake. I assume this is the correct information. I am a tiny beast. Small poisonous snake. What's it? Cr. One eighth? Yeah, sure. That's what you are. Yeah. Cool. Poisonous snake. One eighth is the bone. Yes. Um, still probably not catching on that she's a snake. 
Uh, this is a weird perspective. It got oh, giant. The whole huge. world has the been like My greatest challenge ever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really. Oh God, she has. I think. Amazing. Four hit points. I'm I'm oh my get God. <laughs> get him, the snake snake to ever slither. It All doesn't right. get any less sour, Greg, over time. No, it does not. It does not. Um, okay, so here's what's happening. Uh, sna- snake jaw slithers forward. It's a weird experience. <laughs> there you go, snake jaw. Um, not getting that. Uh, it's it's. No flanking from where you are. Yeah, but it's um. Is it restrained or held? Or it's restrained. It is restrained, and you so get I the do advantage. Get bon- so I do get a bonus. Yes. Yep. You get advantage. Advantage. Yes. Good. Good. I'm gonna need that. So grab a second. Oh, you hey, have sorry. three total. And you still have a bless on you. And I still got my yes, bless this mess. You are um, a blessed blessed snake. Blessed snake. Call it be. Blessed be. Blessed be. Um, okay, so the, the attack bonus is a negative four. Dude. So, you know. It kind of pumps it up a little bit to uh, did you say your attack bonus is negative four? That, well, if it's, it's a, a strength. No, it's right there under the oh, attack. Oh, never mind. Plus five. You probably never read a monster stat block before. I'm sorry. I've never read a monster stat block. You've never read a monster stat block. person's turn. That's okay. It's, it's, we're, I'm just working this out. Um, okay, here we go. Go Snake Jaw. Do it. Here we go. Do it. Whoa, hello. Holy cow. What? Amazing. Three, you do. nine, and an eight. Oh, this is not great. Okay, so let's go with the 9. So that's a 12. Plus 5 is a 17. A 17 ah! will hit! Snake Yon bites the snake! Snake Yon snake crime. Got him by a bless. Snake Yon snake crime. Um, one piercing damage. Uh, the bless is the best. Nope, not one piercing damage. You need to... Wait, I'm uh, sorry. Yes. I was reading your 2d4. One piercing damage. I was reading your 2d4. Right. Hold on. Hold on. And the target must make a DC 10 <laughs> constitution saving throw. Taking five poison damage on a failed save. It is immune to poison. Oh, whatever. It takes one damage. Snake jaw bites him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck, something bit me. Any yeah, kind of save throughout the end of turn? What if this is For the what? first I don't snake think so. that's ever snake. She is a snake, so she is not affected by the snake aura. I think you're immune oh, to the aura. I, mean, I am a snake, and I am immune. She actually saved snake. on the aura before. Yeah. But the, I mean a being the aura before. A being yes. a snake? You? Oh, wow. Mm-mm. I think I'm just a snake now. Snake job or life. Whoa, Baron. Who needs a uh, familiar? Okay, Anybody? so quick clarification on the <laughs> snake aura. Does it also apply to Yuantis? And does it apply to that little her way, way over there? Doubtful. No, it does not apply to Yuantis. So just snakes. <laughs> okay, cool. No, wait, oh, no, 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 no. What is the question you're asking? Can I move that way? Or does that Yuanti way that over there? No, you are frightened of snakes and Yuantis. So oh, I can't. When you said does it apply to, I thought you meant is the Yuan afraid of it? Uh, and I'm like, is there like good to check, but like so you I can can't see move him closer to the Yuan Nope, you He's cannot move really far away. You cannot move closer to him if you if he is in your line of sight. That is the mechanical uh, definition. And well, Sam, if you've got a what about really Bear good Jaw, saving throw spell, can't move closer to Bear Jaw either. Yeah, because of Scrimcorn. No, no, because, no, because of Bear Jaw. <laughs> there are four things on the board that so many Baron cannot move towards. You right should address this problem during Bear Jaw's turn. Baron can move south. I can move south, and I can move that way because Bearjaw lined up cleanly with me. So Same I with you a really good saving throw spell. No, I'm gonna you go can to only move exactly south. I can move this way. No, you can't. Bearjaw Bear is the snake. No, no, Bearjaw is right here. Uh, yeah. So if you move, if I move that way, I'm not getting closer to her. That's true. I'm sorry. I thought you were mock. 
No, uh, Mock is the one that is literally in the middle of the. But level. I saved. You, you did. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see who you were. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So I can fix Oilbane because that's who I can get to right now. Oh, so I can go. Oh, he's got a ready spell. One, Sweet. two, three, four, five. Yep, and that's exactly how far I can move. So it was go. a spell. Boom. For Snoot. Yeah. <laughs> Oilbane, you're now being saved because of Snoot. What's yeah. happening? Oh, What's hell, happening? Snoot, uh, puppy. It, it is so circular and complete for like a lifetime <laughs> series. Uh, uh, he sees Oilvane sort of blindly gesturing somewhere. He's like kind of walking in to try He's got to fire conjured in his hand. Uh, so he sort of ducks out of the way of his hand. He puts his hand on him. There's a brief flash of... Uh, he says, you know, Morden, remove this affliction from my ally. Ben, is that you? Ben. I, Who's you touching me? You, you can't hear me Who's even if I said Oh, yeah. You just feel someone touching you. Yeah. But it is a soft and kind. All right, and what does it do? Uh, so, but up, up, uh, lesser restoration, you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. The condition be blinded, deafened, poisoned, or, par- or oh, only poisoned. One. Or poisoned. Oh, right. So I can't do both. So yeah. I'm removing the blind. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So then when you, you ask Baron, is that you? You still can't hear his answer, although you do see it. <laughs> but you feel something warm. What about and if Advantage you can your see, it means you get to yeet that fireball. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. As your do reaction. I do that? No, I it's your reaction okay. to right, right now. Pew, pew! But give, 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 it a prop, give it a good narration. It is a good uh, cinematic moment. So, uh, the... Wilding's eyes, which were kind of clouded over with whatever magic was coming from this... Uh, Very magic. The, the eyes, oh. his eyes, like, clear up as clear as they usually... Uh, and he acknowledges Baron, nods and thanks, because he can't hear his own voice, so mm-hmm. he doesn't really. Uh, and then he looks at the anathema, and then he lets loose his fireball. His fireball. All right, roll the fireball. With advantage. With advantage. straight. That's gonna hit easily if that's an attack roll. Yeah. Got him. Got him. on the anathema so as the uh, as the fire strikes against it you can see some of its uh, scales glow red as it hits as some of the fire just absorbs into the scales while other part, it does it does reel from part of it it has fire resistance oh. Oh. how much damage was it again nine all right so that was as Baron's turn. Baron, are you doing any more movement? Uh, no, uh, so that was yeah. all the movement I could do, and at the end of my turn... I did save. You did oh, save! Roll oh, you rolled it. Excellent. All right. Mock. Uh, give us a narration. Uh, so, reaching with his hands, uh, heals uh, uh, Oilvane, and um, and looks back, and is, is like... Brandy. I don't know. Just... <laughs> There's a moment. He's like, must press on. Yeah, Morden. That's a powerful spell, right? Yeah. Morden's on your side. Yeah. 
the restoration perhaps flushes a thing or two down the pipes of uh, yeah. Yeah. Old, old Baron. Gets a little feedback. Yeah, there you go. Mock. <clears throat> All right, there's going to be mock-up. I did not know that these... We're brandy. <laughs> They're awesome. I have five three. You got a good story about these so, teachers. So, uh, Demar finds himself quite literally in, in in the middle of things, and there's just so much happening. Like lightning is crashing overhead, kind of like all around the pond that Mock Hap is is thankfully five feet above as his glowing wings continue to kind of like keep him oh, yeah. uncomfortably aloft. You know, he see, he's seeing these two huge snake beaches just thrashing around. If you've ever, on the Discovery Channel, seen snakes wrestling, it's truly a mind-bending uh, thing. And so they're thrashing, spells are being loosed, divine words are kind of clapping through the air. It's just, there's a whole lot going on. And Mach just, he's, he's, he doesn't know what he should do. He knows, he's, he knows that the, uh, the anathema, this great beast, is the more dangerous of the foes. But, but... As we all know, Mach hates to have an enemy at his back, and he's being harried by this other Yuanti. He sees Drustin kind of like launch the barrage of, uh, of magic missiles, and he says, He says, Cousin, which do I attack? He doesn't know how dangerous this guy is. He didn't fight him the last time. He was stuck in the quicksand. Oh, yeah. Oh, he asked how dangerous is that guy? Yeah, he says, Which, he do, says, I, who's he says, which do I attack? He says, Drustin doesn't respond. What? what? Cousin, are you talking to me? What? And he's, yeah. he turns and he's, oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, Mark doesn't know that. Yeah. Compared. You just hear no response. And or, or you hear him yelling. Yeah, then he uh, he just turns and decides he's going to finish off the foe to his back. And he's going to... Because you are not feared. You're not, not feared? Not slowed. And not slowed and flying. Uh, so he'll just come this way. Uh, yeah. And he will... <sighs> Let loose head shaver. So, first attack. It's going to be a. Party. Let's see what we're quick. My plus. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I've uh, navigated off my attacks. Uh, it's going to be 22 versus AC. 22 versus AC will hit easily. Cool. Get him. I'm doing this one at a time. So yes. That is going to be 11 damage. Eleven damage is gonna be Eat it, close. Snake beast. To what? Is gonna be enough to the number. <laughs> Bing! And Mach just again torn, torn between kind of like the the, the dire uh, uh, kind of necessity of this large threat, just kind of like basically capitalizes on the wings and just with a quick thought, a thought of his mind, the wings just propel him faster than he ever could on his own legs, kind of pushing him back in the air and he just wheels just one last swipe of head shaver in a clean line across the chest, parting the scales and just spilling the reptilian guts down. Uh, as the eyes roll on the back of the head, he knows he has a second more and he flips back over. One, two, three. Oh yeah, that fly speed. Yeah, uh, fly speed is. Oh, you're still so flying. I'm yes. flying, dude. Yeah. I'm flying. I'm flying. Fly speed. <laughs> uh, fly speed is sick. He can fly. Uh, and then that's gives you arguably wings. the more important part than the flight is the speed. Oh, and dude, and the terrain, like, yeah, it's ended up paying dividends. So Not a comfortable experience by any means, but something that he'll have to think wrestling about afterwards. Um, and comes and then lays down. Two more quick strikes against the anathema. Should oh. be advantage, and you still have and a bless. Bless, I will. I will. Yes. Uh, here we go. Yes. Knock it down. 
Um, so this will be a uh, a 22 versus AC. On the anathema will hit. And then I will add on. Let's see. I can't really push him. Oh, his speed is zero. Does it make sense to push him anywhere? That's not gonna help anything. Just fuck him up some more. Uh, let's make him uh, afraid of me and something that really tests <laughs> my RP abilities. Um, so uh, he has to make a uh, DC 15 wisdom save uh, against uh, being frightened. And take. You are doing. I am doing this to him. Oh, okay, I need to roll a wisdom save. Yeah. Wisdom save DC 15. Okay, it, it gets advantage. Cool. Is this a magical effect? No. Do you know why he gets advantage? Nope. Six heads property. There you go. Uh, very wise. Uh, all six heads. Yeah. Six, six brains. Six heads. He has advantage on. One of them's uh, gotta be wise. On all wisdom checks and on saving throws no, against no. uh, most status <laughs> effects that affect the head, basically. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blinded, deaf, and frightened, stuff like that. Uh, what's happening? Not restrained, unfortunately. Whoa. Oh, that's gonna be a success, Adam. Whoa, easy Whoa. there, buddy. Shit. Well, I'm, I did warn you. You did warn me. Yeah. All right. We march on. Nineteen. Natural nineteen. Oh, no, your shirt's gonna be pink. So. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be sticky, and I got stuff everywhere. But you have a sweet tooth moment at work. He, he does, however, take 22 damage, and Mach flies forward with a burst of speed, kind of wheeling from the other slim Yuanti, and just flies forward and just jousts the uh, head shaver deep into uh, the anathema, exposed back, <clears throat> yelling, trying to inspire some sort of some sort of kind of fear with his uh, brutal attack. Um, and unless that damage is getting us any change in the battle, I'll do one more. That does not uh, do any dramatic change to the battle. Okay, then. Oh, but I didn't hear any of your damage because I was distracted cleaning up this. It's all good. That'll be sticky drink. Twenty-two damage slashing. What do we call it? The uh, sticky rim. Yeah, sticky rim. Yeah, I, think I got that's... sticky rimmed. That's what I'm talking about. I got sneaky rimmed at the sticky rim. <laughs> all right, uh, you're adding up the damage for me. Uh yeah, I am. Okay, I'm ready. Um, that was a uh, twenty-two on that on slashing, and then last attack was a crit. Ooh. Natural 20, natural 19. And to clarify, the 22 was uh, <coughs> damage, not attack. It was damage, slashing. Gotcha. And then uh, pulls out the, uh, the the head shaver with a gout of blood and just just clubs one of the heads, knocking it, knocking it senseless. Four. I'm going down to my undershirt. Sticky sleeve is nice. Four, five, four, nine <laughs> nice, bludgeoning damage. Nine bludgeoning damage. You got it. Rick's charisma is just kind of... <laughs> Wait, is this against the uh, Twitch code of conduct? Yeah, we all need to make charisma saving throws right now. Is it Harry V-neck? Uh, considered... That's your stripper name, Harry V-neck. Harry V-neck? That's what they, that's what they call me down at the... Rusty uh, Python. <laughs> the sticky rim. At the sticky, sticky rim. rim. <laughs> My boy HV lingers down at the sticky rim Thursday night. When he nights. takes off his shirt fully, he becomes the treasure trail. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, let us. Anathema is his full turn. Anathema. Oh, the anathema's full turn. The U1T is gone. 
I did move five more feet, by the way. You did move five um, more feet. I back. see that. Okay, the anathema. It's uh, three heads that were... I was originally looking at uh, Goral, right? Uh, it's heads like... Their heads are always like looking around in every direction as... Uh, 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 three of them, two of them, look towards Scrimcorn and in Abyssal and Draconic it says little plaything as Scrimcorn must roll a saving throw. Wisdom saving throw DC 17. Okay, I'm guessing you use the You use the snake form But it has a plus 6 to this. Hmm. Wait, what? Saving throws. Intelligence plus 4, wisdom plus 6. In its snake form? Yeah, I think because... Snakes are wise. He has it as a wild shape thing. Everybody knows that. Holy moly. This is literally cough Is his spellcasting ability wisdom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, and it definitely copied over his... I didn't know. I thought I thought when I thought when he polymorphs, it's a, it's a little more restricted. I'm just trusting what it says. Yeah, they, they got uh, a whole so polymorph feature built in now. 17 DC. Big money. Yep. 19. As uh, Scrim feels the uh, uh, feels the magic enter his mind as the words uh, a little plaything I think is what it said uh, enter his mind and he feels the magic energy pressing against it threatening to take over his wild shaped form and twist <clears throat> it against him but he pushes back against it for this is not the first time Scrim has taken a giant snake form <laughs> although it is. One of the first. It is a second skin, <laughs> but it's not his first skin. And uh, Scrim in his natural environment, not going to be taken down by uh, mere parlor tricks. Does the anathema do anything else? That is all the anathema does on this turn because Whoa. it is restraint. Goral! Goral! Goral is blinded. Goral is deafened. Goral is at 15 hit points. Quarrel's still frightened. Quarrel is still frightened. Quarrel's having a. Quarrel's having a rough day, but as I described this before, is this fight. is this is a man who has nothing to lose. His family is inside, being transformed into Yuanti broodguard ickiness, and his village has been destroyed. And so he again, sort of feels his way around with his feet, taking little tiny steppy steps. Well, he can't move closer to it. Oh, he's already adjacent. Oh, yes. And takes his sword and his axe and attempts so, to make... You are blessed. Disadvantage. You are blessed. You do not have advantage or disadvantage. Yeah, blessed last time. Why, do you have disadvantage? Why does she have advantage? Because uh, it's restrained. Ah! Right. Oh, and you're still blind. I forgot about the blinded. Yep, yep. So I've blessed, and that's two attack rolls? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. So the you first attack. Here. Yes! Oh! Go ahead. All right. And rolled a four on the bless. Yeah. Which is like extra That's awesome. A crit's a, it's a mega um, crit. Yeah. It's a super crit. It's remind super crit. me how roll crits work. Roll twice and once. All the damage dice you roll, tw- you roll twice. Okay, that's a seven. Then as my bonus action, I'm going to add um, another uh, attack on that. Oh. Another attack or another? Or another um, damage weapon dice. damage. Yeah. So that's eight plus three. So that would be 11 damage. 11 what kind my, of damage? Uh, slashing. All right. All right. For right. my first attack. You do have your mark on them. I don't know what that means. Oh, and another 1d6. Uh, another four. 
damage. So 15. So 15? Yep. Mm-hmm, if you're going to do all down. non-magical damage, you could just give me the total of... I, I got the 15. Never mind. Yeah. Keep, move, keep yeah. going. Keep and going. then my second attack. All right. Against him. Which is a... 12. Um, 12 plus 5. 17. 17. Mag- it will hit. Magic number. Awesome. So we're going to do that and the extra d6. That is six more damage. Six more damage. You got it. And then I can't move closer this way because of bear jaw, right? Correct. Correct. Snake jaw. Either you want to do it, Snake jaw. Uh, you can move away. Big hit of the parties. Yeah. The love tricks. DJ, turn it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to move closer to Dresden, I think. So you will take an opportunity attack. Oh, you no. uh, you would if you move out of its uh, threatening reach. You can restrain that. Or it, it yeah, it's it's it still gets a, still gets opportunity oh, attack. That's so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna risk it and stay All right. there. All right. I'm just gonna stay there. Great to move back. Great to stay. Paralyzed and by fear. And then it claws at you. Oh, I, I still have to save. Hold on. Oh, oh, you get the yeah, you get the uh, save. Uh, that is Wisdom? exactly a 17. Yes, I am yes. no longer afraid. F yeah. You shake the fear. He rolls with no advantage or disadvantage because it cancels out against, uh, against Quarrel as... <laughs> rolls a oh one. Oh my god, one two of them. We never actually had a description of what Quarrel did. How did Quarrel oh, yes. crit while blinded Oh, I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that leads to this yeah. one. As you remember, Goral is very finely attuned to the earth at his feet in these swamps, and he can feel the writhing motions in the in the swampy, watery muck around him. <laughs> and he keeps taking these little, like, touchy-touchy steps to get closer and closer within his square until he feels brush in the mud. So, like, when the when the snake is moving, it's pushing mud around. So he feels the mud get pushed up against him and then just slashes. Targets that. Cool. Towards that. Landing both hits. Alrighty, and it just is thrown off by the attack. It's it's sort of been looking at Gwarl as uh, as this most mostly taken care of target, just trying to uh, you know whittle it down with a couple of uh, claw strikes, and when the strike comes in, it throws it off balance from the expected, you know, claw that it was going for. It's reaching out its claws from the restrained constrictor snake. Like, this thing is so strong that as Scrim is slithering around it and squeezing it in, it still, like, frees a hand, gets a claw, as then Scrim readjusts to, like, pull it back in. It's just... Basically, like, bursting out of bursting. the scrim hold and, like, slashing and then getting pulled back in and bursting out just repeatedly. This this constant writhing snake form on snake form uh, thing. Plus a snake body, like, like how are you gonna it slithers it? through. So, like, it's also just, like, slithering out of the yeah. holes and reading. And it has six heads. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on in this... Uh, thing. You there are, are now seven snake heads really in nuts. this mass. Yeah. yeah. Plus oh. a small snake head biting at it. Oh boy. It's a lot of snake confusion. Next up is the oil vein. Oh, uh, do you want to get out of there? Yes. <laughs> and Baron, do you have another one of those cures? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, oil vein. 
Uh, he pats Baron on the back just real quick just to let him know that. And he points in the direction uh, that he's going to go. And then he uh, he had I've never done this before, so Baron looks you confused. Yeah, he's just making sure that you're like you acknowledge what he like that he's. It's a reassuring touch. Reassuring. That's a good word. Like uh, he also <laughs> made sure that Snoot was like he kind of rolled him behind him. Real quick. <laughs> roll, he he's wrapped behind, him in a bag. He and... Snoot bowling. <laughs> he's all bundled up. That's your yeah. Uh, he skipped uh, him across the swamp water. That's your one kind of uh, interactive object. Yeah, yeah. I hope you're not you know, planning on opening any doors. You know, you've already bowled the snake. Dang, I can't save you. <laughs> uh, so, um, after he pats Baron on the back, he uh, kind of takes his oil arm and then he uh, swings it kind of close to his body, kind of in his spinning. Like so, his body starts spinning, and then he turns into like a black spinning mist, Ooh. and then it, which uh, kind of disperses real quick, and then you see uh, in front of him and in the direction of Guarl, a uh, stream like a quick-moving stream of black mist appear right next to Goral, and mm. then he pops back up into his form. He bamps back into Bam. a solid form, and then he, I think he could tell that Goral was blinded. blinded. Yeah. He's so, just like... He, so he tries to approach Goral and like, weird stuff. does like a like a tap on, like past uh, Goral's back, just to like let you know, like, hey, this isn't someone with claws so or snake-like. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> Goral on his elbows <laughs> in the face and is like... <laughs> Hmm. It's okay, old man. So it's a little sign language. Just he possible. does not hear you. It's royal vein. <laughs> um, Helen Keller style. Oh, so So he has just stepped, uh, stepped, stepped, stepped towards Quarrel, and then uh, so he grabs Quarrel with his uh, his uh, his left arm, mm-hmm. and then with his right arm, uh, he what does he do? I'm trying to spell this Misty Step. Misty Step is... It's a bonus action. It's a bonus action. Sweet. Uh, so if you use it as a bonus action, you can only cast a cantrip as your other spell. Really? I believe that's the rule. Wait, what? If yeah. you use a bonus action spell, you can cast a spell as another action, but it can only be a cantrip. Yeah, I've heard that before. Over, that's that weird. totally ruined the turning plans? Oh, uh, yes. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. <laughs> Can I do something else here? <clears throat> Perhaps I should have said it was nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Rules lawyer. <laughs> How far is uh, Goral from where my character is? Then? <sighs> 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. But you moved, didn't you? No, I stayed put. No. She's dead foot. Because I didn't want to risk an opportunity attack. I thought that he, happened and he rolled he a one. He attacked me. No, that was, no, no, that was the opportunity attack. No, that was, nope. no, that was the regular bonus. Oh, she changed her mind. Oh, I got you. I, I missed that piece. <coughs> Kevin, you can move first before you cast your spell, too. That's true. Um, yeah, <coughs> I think in order Five, to... Ten. I won't be in range, so at least I could get... 50 feet, yeah. Are you sorcerer or warlock? Yeah, you, you I'm a sorcerer. sorcerer. You can move 20 feet, man. If you're looking to get 30 range, you can move 20 feet and then do the thing. Yeah, I think that would be good. 30 range. Yeah, can you put me within 30 feet? As soon as you step into the aura, uh, you're going to have to save. But he's immune to it, I thought. Oh, no. I no, it hasn't theory. happened yet. Oh, you haven't saved. Uh, well, so, either, either way, you have to save. Uh, so I'm still outside of it right now. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, maybe you want to attack. Oh, yeah. It's, it's up to you now. Squirrel, I might not be able to. 
I'll try something. I won't know one way or the other. I am. Um, yeah. This is all inside the theater of Oil Bed Mine. He's just doing simulations. Yeah. I've seen this about one million times. So I do have another uh, question Wait. for my alternative move. Exactly. How tall? Uh, well, how high up in the air are the heads of the uh, anathema? The they are like, you know, they're like twelve feet, twelve feet in the in the air. Twelve feet in the air. Um, like they just don't care. Twelve feet in the air. So uh, instead of doing that stuff that you saw, what they just do? Uh, in your mind's eye. <laughs> he was saying all that stuff out loud. Yeah, you're right. It's under the mm-hmm. the basic casting spellcasting rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't cast another spell during the same turn except for a cantrip with a casting time of one action. Okay, instead you see Oil Vane. Um, he stretches out his uh, shadow blood arm and his hand, like his, his hands, he splays out his fingers and then he sees his hand spin, and then it forms, his hand briefly forms like an orb. An orb shape. So it looks like he's holding a bowling ball, kind of. <laughs> and then you see him clench uh, his fist, and then the black orb turns into mist, and then you see a, a tiny black sphere appear about 20 feet up in the air. Maybe 25 feet up in the air. Uh, over the uh, right kind of above the anathema. So it's 20 feet above, five feet above the ground. Okay. Uh, and then the orb starts spinning and expanding. Ooh. So then there's a black orb of darkness uh, kind of surrounding the... Uh, like the top uh, half of this beast. The top half, yeah. I got you. Yikes. So you're taking advantage of its height to do like an area effect in the air that just gets the top half of the critter. That but leaves like shorties alone. And, the yeah. sc- and above... Coral and above, above, what is this effect? Above, Gwarl and Mock and Bearjaw, just the sky blots out in a magical uh, uh, orb of darkness, and the light that was cast from you can still see clearly because light, all the light coming around from the sides, but like you're under a massive shadow. Scrimcorn, genius, huh? Um, He's the same size. mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, scream corn is. He's also, he's also, but I was talking about the people that were underneath it, looking up what they see. I think it's scream corn. Yes. since he's touching this beast, scream corn is not in so it about too. Seeing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even if you don't, if you have dark vision, you can't see through it. So it's just a completely black sphere. <clears throat> Amazing. It's terrifying. It's and probably it's, yeah. terrifying to see. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like perfectly spherical, like. Misty ink just like warm. Anything else in nature? Uh, that orb is also stationary, so okay. it's gonna be. Yeah. No, no, we can move out of it, but. Anathema? Uh, the anathema, this is anathema. one of the subturns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Subturn two. The anathema can. Hmm. Continues its flurry of uh, of raking against Gorl. Okay, hang on. What? Huh? What? Okay. Reaction. Yeah, I'm using a reaction. Uh, using a warding flare to grant. Wait, wait. He already has disadvantage, correct? Yeah. Yes. There's a, it's already it's already canceling. Yeah. Doesn't have any effect. Then never mind. Okay. He gets a rolls a natural three. Gets a thirteen. Nah. 
Nice. 13, not enough? Nothing. Yeah. All right, again tries to claw at uh, Goral and both Goral's, like, uh, surprising maneuvers while blinded and Scrimcorn holding it back. Just uh, it can't, can't get purchase on this swamp elves. Can't get past the layer of grime on this swamp elf. And it's swampy. That'll be, uh, that'll be Scrim Snake. Maintains a scrapple. Maintaining it to writhe around it. Every time the nightmare breathes out, it scrim corn tightens its hold. And then, it gets to go again. Um, its tail once again shoots out at Goral. This time, another uh, 13! Yeah! That's a 1-1-3-3 on the yes! last four anatomy uh, <laughs> Sometimes it's better hey, to be lucky than hey, good. Jeez. Dude, Goral is fighting for everything he has left. So much. So much, at, so much at stake here. And the, the tail uh, the tail cannot wrap around Goral as, uh, uh, as Goral can feel it coming and just dodges it. I guess six cents. And now it is Drew Stan. Drew Stan says, Drew and Stan, go! Attack the other one, T, before turning around and attacking the anathema. And he stands up and sees that it got done. Uh, he goes, oh, good job, cousin! Uh, <laughs> he drops his wand of magic missile, picked up his staff, and kind of just narrating to himself because he can't. When he drops the wand of magic missile, it goes gloop into the black, yeah. black water. I don't get Larry. Get his unseen servant to <laughs> <laughs> search, search every square inch of his bog. Detect uh, <laughs> magic. We'll find it. Yeah. To uh, dredge. <laughs> yeah, uh, going back to him, he's kind of narrating to himself. Here's a cup. And he says, Anathema. You may be old, but there are other things on this earth that are just as old and powerful as you. And the stones remember them. And he takes out his little uh, statue head of uh, a Shardalon. And he summons a Shardalon's power to cast Chromatic Orb as a third level spell. All right. Uh, So it's going to be attacking with advantage. Because he's restrained. Plus six. Oh, he also stands up for half his movement. Uh, uh, uh. In the mud. Uh, so. It makes up. Plus six. Yuck. Yes! 24. That'll hit. I'm doing thunder damage. Uh, a 12 inch dragon made of storm clouds flies out of the mouth of the small stone dragon, lightning crackling upon it. But as it gets closer, it kind of compresses, and there's just a boom! That goes across its scales. Bullet in the dome. A 10. Oh, yeah. 26. There we go. Uh, 31 thunder damage. Wow, 31 that's, thunder that's damage. That is a, a strong nice hit. hit. And it slams in uh, as Scrimcorn, its constrictor, his constrictor snake form all writhing around, it moves its coils and opens up right as uh, Drewston's uh, thunder slams it into it and then Scrimcorn tightens it back up and the UNT hiss like a hissing scream from all six of its heads as uh, which get cut short as Scrimcorn tightens in cutting off their breath. Scrimcorn uh, has been fighting together a, yeah. a while. Drewston drops down purposefully not looking at the anathema anymore covering his head. With his hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, See no evil. Bird, snake jaw. Snake jaw. Snake jaw attacks the snake again. With jaws. With his jaws. 
That's crit! One damage! Two damage though, you got two damage! You thought a snake couldn't do two damage. A third fang goes bing! Fights extra hard! Uh, Snake Jow won't let go. Snake Jow will hold yeah, on. Like, I'm gonna swallow high. you one bite at a time. <laughs> this. Okay, I got where to go. And then it's a nap that came out. It's like I am the master of snakes. Well, a snake is attacking me. Another snake is attacking me. No. My sense of identity is being. I love to think that when Snake Jaw bit him, it was like the first time a snake had ever bitten him. Yeah. Ever. Like, Ow. Oh, what? Look, that that hurts. I've heard like that every time. Why would you do that to a person? Totally into that. It's like now that I felt it, I know there's a long time. I reevaluated my life choices. I've been to thousands of people over the years. I've been to that. Take that, five, ten, fifteen. Yeah, well, I mean, twenty-five. Death by a thousand cuts. Uh, yeah, there we go. Boom, we did boom, that. Boom. All right. Oh, yeah. Steps, I know what's going. Steps forward. Um, Do it, man. Reaches out his life and says, <laughs> Morin, draw the breath of life from my enemies. As he, uh... Oh, the berries. The berries. As there's a, he, a little bit of a wind-up on this one. I love this um, As he summons forth more power, you see his body begin to glow for an instant before his, uh... Before he tends to reach out his hand. So, this is inflict wounds, but cast yes. at level three. Yes. I have advantage. So, uh, 12 plus 7 is 19. 19. That'll do it. That'll, That'll hit. Do. There we go. 5d10. Swing <laughs> <laughs> for the fences. Oh. Yes! That's uh, 19. <laughs> That's plus. Wait, wait, wait. That's 28. Was the last one a nine? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was the it was the was the line, line at the bottom? Yes. Okay. So 19 plus 24? 19 no, 19 plus 14. 14. 14. So you're now at 20, 33. 33. Great. Thank you. And I have one more. Uh, Clean 40. Even 40. Even 40. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. That's necrotic. damage. How about this? 40. 40. Necrotic damage, and uh, its breath was already uh, squeezed out as uh, as the <laughs> snakeheads are writhing around even more as they're looking around more frantically. Oh, wow! They're still alive. What it's that two damage. On, that two damage brought it down. Uh, the place where yes. he hits. If he dies, uh, I want to bite it. Just the hand, the handprint, or the the word hand, and, and spreading out from it. Uh, it just looks like the flesh is withering and dying. Oh, yuck. Get some of those internal organs. That's like, gross. Like dead scales flaking off, mm-hmm. maybe kind of like corroded flesh. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Collapsing. Mock! Uh, Mock flits back into the action, coming low underneath this, this just terrifying orb of black inkiness. He kind of sees it moving and undulating, kind of just like the uh, the, the the arm of uh, of, of oil vein. And he takes a weird comfort in it, knowing that it's probably something oil vein's doing. But having caught the bad end of an oil vein area effect spell once or twice, doesn't get too close to it. Uh, dives back in and lays into uh, to uh, the anathema. 
seeking those corroded spots where he knows yeah, that uh, the the necrotic yeah. spell of Baron is spreading and that the armor is uh, is less effective. So here we go. We've got some advantage going on and some bliss. bliss. So attack number one. It will be being a twenty. Yeah. So that's twenty one versus AC on the that first attack. Hit. Okay. The second attack will, will be. It's going to be a 18 versus AC. 18 versus AC will also hit. Last one will be mm-hmm. not though. Yeah, 11 plus 8, 19 versus AC. 19 will also hit. Okay, so first one, I'm going to use a. Uh, I'm going to have him do a DC Wisdom fi- uh, 15 uh, saving throw again. So DC 15 Wisdom save. DC 15 wisdom save against advantage. Yes. Got it. But I get my damage. Yeah, he got a 16. I ain't mad about it. Plus more. Okay, so that's gonna be the first attack will be. Uh, 14, 19 damage for the first attack. 19 damage for the first attack. Uh, 13 damage for the second attack, both slashing. How much against the second? A uh, 14 slashing second damage. Okay. Last one is. Don't forget the bless. Mm. Uh, the the bless is not on. Damage. Oh yeah, it's correct. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, last one's gonna be six, six bludgeoning damage. This thing is bloody. Its scales are uh, its scales are ripped <coughs> apart and uh, uh, and it is just bleeding its snake blood profusely, but still hissing. Mock has his like they 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 he's doing like these these street sweeper motions inside kind of like the necrotic area just like pulling out chunks of snake meat and just trying to like, he just basically overwhelmed by the size of this thing right like he just like head shaver is just too small a tool to be brought to bear on a creature of this size he just he he's, like, cannot for his best efforts do enough damage and just is kind of you hear him kind of like winded like heaving and gasping as he's just trying to kind of carve more and more of this beast away. The anathema goes. The anathema. Uh, hey, Sword Girl, join your team. The anathema, uh, it's air squeezed out of its body. Its uh, snakeheads look in every direction as they hiss out a single word in common and say flee. Everybody. Except for oil vein. (laughs) Wait. Everyone who can hear? I can't. That is only... No, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm asking. Hang on. Uh... No, it's not everyone who can hear. Oh, yeah. That's what he's saying. Oh. Um, but the effect effect. applies, uh, uh, the magic enters all of your minds except for Oilvane, who is one square further away, and he can't move because he's restrained. Um, so, roll a wisdom saving throw. 13. DC 17. Not for me. Everybody's got a bless on, so nope. I thought 1d4. I don't Still know. no. Sorry. Which is oh, that apply to you. And Verja. Yeah, 22. And Mark. How uh, did you get advantage? I didn't. Uh, oh. oh, I didn't. I got advantage too. Oh, yeah, no, no, I do not. I don't think. Only at roll advantage if you have advantage, which I don't oh, gotcha. believe anyone oh, has. Yeah, but bless, but yeah. Nope. 
did not. I thought Kaylin uh, rolled two dice. I did not. I so, did not. Uh, who succeeded? Me. You succeeded. All right. See, multiple people were using <laughs> negative statements to mean that they failed. Yeah. And succeeded. Uh, so, Bearjaw the snake. Snakejaw. Snakejaw is not affected, but everyone else, except for all the out of it, is affected by an even greater fear. This is not like the general aura. This is a, this is a deep spell effect that has entered your mind and immediately. Each of you drop what you are holding and have the uncontrollable urge to uh, flee as far away from this anathema as possible. All right. Okay. Well, Gwarl. Gwarl, you're up. Was that mechanical that we literally drop what we're holding? Yes, you literally drop what you're holding and you must take the dash action and move away oh, from. Dash action. Uh, away from the anathema. By the safest oh available route. Oh boy. Uh, Carl as... was holding a grenade with a pin pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the rules, man. Quarrel was holding Beep. his hand axe and short sword. Mm-hmm. And so he drops those, I suppose. Um, so. Just one, as long as you keep moving further two, away. Three, four, five, six, one, two. Off the edge. Yep. Just keep track of how Three, many, how far away you are. Four, five, six. So five further off the edge. Keep track of how many feet you are away. Yeah, everyone just do that one. You want a note card? You're, on. you're yeah. basically double move away. Mm-hmm. Or you can put a die next to you. That's actually a good idea. Uh, it'll be easy because everyone's going to be about one double, the yeah. same amount of movement away. <coughs> okay. And the anathema gives. The does it, does it affect him? But the, is it still affected by the fact that it, it couldn't see anyone? Huh? It was in a darkness aura. No. No, it's a voice thing. I think. And it, oh, uh, hang on, hang on, Ooh, hang on. Ooh, the creatures in sight. Gotta get boiled sprouts. Oh, it also doesn't work that way. Oh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Um. Yeah, no, just give it back. Oh, <laughs> oh. I mean, Oil's made this awesome spell, man. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Oh, yeah, the image that Kalen posted the sack. It's a little, little snake. Right I'm here. like, what's the joke? Oh, yeah, where's Waldo? <laughs> little little snake fighting the big snake. Um, it's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to throw that up on Twitter or yeah. I don't stream? Easy way. Oh, I guess you could tweet it. Um, oh, God, that's hilarious. Uh, so, like a little poop. A little poop on the side. Of the little, <laughs> little, you, you like the size of one of his scales. Uh, okay. I, okay, hang on. So I did the spell wrong. I did the spell wrong. Let's do it. Uh, one more time. Does she need to go back to where she was? No, or? no, no. Just hang on. Um, it only affects Squirrel then. Oh, oh, no. Only Squirrel? It's, it's, it's a cone. It's a cone. Uh, uh, it's not a... Uh, not uh, a burst. It's not a burst. So it is a cone. Oh, and uh, never bursts and blasts. Yeah. <laughs> I like, forgot about them. Yeah. They're pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they bad. Okay, yeah. It's, uh, it only affects Gwarl. Sorry. And 
He couldn't get Goro. He tried four times to crush Goro. Yeah. And Goro was not taking it. He's like, fuck you, then just go away. Get me off of me. Fuck off me, Goro. What's his ancestral enemy like? Yeah. And then it its tail shoots out towards Mach. About damn time. A snake goes flying. You don't have disadvantage. You don't have. You're just regular. No, just yeah, I, 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 so I, I, he has to roll with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Nice, because he's restrained. Oh, got a nine. There are the rolls. Nineteen. Still gets me. Uh, meets my armor class. Oh, there we go. Then it will get you. <laughs> and it has not succeeded on this attack yet on anyone. Oh, no! oh, oh, this is the tail. <laughs> the the tail end of the fight. It also has I, I a just... small snake connected to it, so it does an extra one day. <laughs> it has a very small snake attached. Yeah. Here you go. Oh my god. Oh wow. Ooh. No! What? Are there pluses to all this? Yeah. So you said it has like a barb at the end of the show or something? Hang on, I'll, I'll explain it. Oh, no. Uh, it's gonna oh, be no. eight, nine, so it's gonna be 15 bludgeoning okay. and nine acid. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Something about acid with Mox. Mox's favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, 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 that's on his left side. And you are grappled and restrained. Oh. Okay. So the tail escapes the grip of uh, of Scrimcorn's constant uh, uh, squirming and, and grabbing yeah. as it reaches out and grabs Mach, rapidly pulling Mach in towards its body, and Mach realizes that it's. Uh, uh, that it's scales, like it slicks scales on its bottom part of its body, just around this constrictor part of its tail, are just coated with some sort of acid as it squeezes in. Mock feels it burning his, uh, burning his skin as he's pulled into this writhing mass of of scrim snake and anathema snake, and now Mock all squirming all around. Let's go scream as his like as his skin yeah. starts being chemically burned. Hey, and now we're flanking. <clears throat> Uh, we, we, we already have the yes. Oh, good. He, he, he moved in to try to save Goro's life. I'm just excited yeah. about that. Uh, and then Goro ran and then away. And then Goro got, like, out, and he's like, man. Brave, sh- brave sh- to Goro. But it's okay. Better, better, him the, better him than Baron. Better him than Baron. All right. Uh, Don't worry, guys. We got this. <laughs> We'll see. Got that. It would, I mean, if that had affected everyone Wait. like that, that would have changed. Could have helped me out with your. That would have. That would have. You would have loved this. Disadvantage. Never mind. Oh, disadvantage. Uh, he already lost his advantage. Yeah. All right. It is Oil Vein's turn now. So as Oil Vein, he's got his uh, shadow glow arm extended, and he's concentrating on keeping the big black cloud or whatever big, it is. Yeah, the, the sphere of darkness. Mm-hmm. And he. So I can still cast uh, regular spells. Yes, correct. It's not other concentration spells. Not, uh, yeah. Okay. So as he's uh, he's concentrating on the black's uh, sphere of darkness, he reaches in his pouch, grabs out his chip of mica, and then plunges it into his mm. his oil blood arm. Oh, right into his forearm, and uh, you hear a ringing, no- high pitched ringing noise that yeah. starts getting louder and louder. And from within the sphere of darkness, like just kind of a little bit uh, lower of center. Uh, closer to the heads of the anathema, uh, from that point emanates a booming noise, uh, and you can see the air around it uh, ripple from uh, from the darkness. Just from in the darkness. From in the darkness. So basically, it's a terrifying blackness, and now boomings are coming from inside it. It's just some, somewhere you don't want to be. Not to make saving throws against fear. I haven't. I haven't used my. Deep speech noise in a while. Not in a bit. But that's what you hear. You hear the, 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 the 
need a didgeridoo. So yeah, thing. definitely didgeridoo. I was Whoa. getting that vibe. Uh, so here we go. Does it have to save? Huh? Is it a saving throw? Uh, it's a saving throw. Constitution 15. Oh! You have some magic. Okay. I'm already rolling damage. It got a natural 9, which brings it up to Constitution. Constitution. It has a 14. Oh! Uh, 13. Very good. Yeah. Still close. He's just like, this is fucking the worst. So it's, it's, uh, you hear this noise, and then, uh, you see Scrimcoin's, like, constant writhing just slows down suddenly as, uh, as uh, Scrim's constrictor snake, uh, body just, like, sort of lowers down as he's not staying as rigid, and you see the six heads laying limp over the top of Scrimcorn's coils, uh, each of them oh, with uh, a blood, snake blood, just pouring out of its snake eyes. Sweet. Ooh. As uh, Scrimcorn holds it tight for a couple seconds longer, just and then, like, slowly releases it as it just limply falls into the mucks floating on top of the... It's possible that Scrimcorn took damage from that, too. So uh, it, it, it won't be enough to kill him, so I won't worry about it right now. Scrimcorn uh, shakes his big snake head like, Ugh. Yeah. Dreesen's uh, gonna run over to Gwarl and grab him. Gwarl, like, basically tries to elbow him in the face. He does. And, like... Does a few like Krav Maga style moves and then is like, wait, this guy isn't attacking me. Takes his me. hand and puts it on his beard. <laughs> and just like, uh, he's just like, and he's the like, okay, okay, he's short. Oh, oh, this is that mutton chop one. Okay. Baron sees what you're doing and follows after. And uh, once he catches up, Baron, I think Quarrel is blinded and deafened. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> As he reaches out his hand to Gwarl. And, uh, Moradin, please remove this affliction from my ally. As you feel a divine, uh, flash of power and your sight is restored. He looks around and sees the anathema dead on the ground and just says, How? Oh, I had my hood on. I could not see. Uh, I think it was uh, Ulvain over there who got the final blow. What? <laughs> Baron just smiles. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you later about that. Uh, let's uh, let's let's find your kin. And points at the waterfall. <laughs> We're all interested, just like you're like. Oh, wait, Baron no. just points to the waterfall. Your lips, because <laughs> I'm observant. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird. I can read your lips, cousin. I agree. We should look for Guaro's kin behind the waterfall. Mox, Mox sluices out from like the ichor <laughs> left over from like the snake <laughs> wrestling match. Just like corrosive burns all over his skin. He's like, oh, 
always falling inside me armor. And he just like kicks a leg and like some of those like, so just, like much really acid. corrosive ooze just like seeps out between the cracks, leaving the gleaming armor and, 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 and a, a, a bit of a, a crunchy bearded mock there. Uh, and he says, ah, let's not be too quick charging in there. We'll see who's uh, who's left, but I steady as she goes. Well, Remember that well, the others will be back in a few hours? I think that's what they said. Can we use one of Scrimcord's spell slots to heal? He has his Divine Spirit spell, which is really great for out-of-combat healing. Uh, he's not here, though. He's not here. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can do it. Quarrel Scrim turns back into his uh, yeah turns back into his druid form and uh, he takes a quick look around and doesn't even have to ask he goes (laughs) and starts and creates the manifestation of the hag I'll mark that he casts it on here Quarrel effortlessly walks over to the area where Justin dropped his wand of magic missile and just plunges his hand into the muck and pulls it out with one try, just shakes it off and hands it to Drustin. Thank you, Guaro! Thank you! And then, and then walks over to where he dropped his own weapons, picks those up and sheaths them, and then wa- trudges, tromps, stomps, etc., through the gross, wet muck and goes and gets his bow where he stupidly dropped it early oh, yeah, on in the combat. Yeah, yeah. Drusen's Drusen's hearing uh, returns a few seconds later as the effect only lasts for one minute oh. on Drusen. Is it oh. ten minutes for us? Ten minutes for us. Okay. Is it um, ten minutes for the rest of you? Yeah. And, and you don't see Bearjaw around. But you see yeah. her, her weapons like sticking, sticking out of the muck. Uh, Drusen goes snake over... <laughs> This thing, uh, he would like to, to think about what he has learned about magic. He wasn't able to do it passively. Could he make an active arcana? Absolutely. Uh, oh, cousin Baird, have you ever read about some some power like this before? Turning people into snakes? Would you like to give me advantage? Uh, they consult from the great libraries. You trained in arcana? No, then you can. I'm not trained in arcana either. Well, he can't aid. Oh, I thought you could give advantage. How close? How close are you, Justin? I, I, it's, the 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 objection there is you can't just like then it's just everyone always rolls with advantage because right. someone always just helps. Like there's no. Yeah, I was narratively justifying it that he's a learned individual, but that's fine. In Arcana, in in, in religion, I mean, there's a few uh, old tales of people being turned into snakes as because of. <laughs> Divine punishment or whatnot. This is definitely divine punishment. Uh, <laughs> From the snake gods. Snake gods. But I must confess, I have not studied the workings of the arcane much myself. Um, Kevin, how close is Tristan? Is he like pretty close to the snake? Yeah. Snake job? It, would you say he's a particularly warm individual? Like, does he run warm? Yeah, he's got that uh, whole... Uh, Alright, Snake Joe's oh, totally going up the pants. He knows, he's how it happened. He knows this is a bear job. Yeah. And, and, oh, and, oh, snake, oh. and Snake Joe is cold! Yeah. Trouser Snake. Trouser Snake! Find the worm spot, bear job. We'll solve you soon! Selin, Snake Joe cannot speak any language. Just hissing. But Snake Joe knows friend from foe. And will not bite any nets. Snake Joe does have a tiny dwarven belt. Friend 
No. If only we had someone who could speak to animals. Hmm. <laughs> Snakejaw can speak to Snakejaw. Good job, could, Snakejaw. Could, could Snakejaw use speak to animals to speak to humans? I don't know. <laughs> if only it worked that way. Animals. Animals. I'll come in with the barbarians. <laughs> Savages. Savages. Uh, I have a feeling all those powers are beyond me at this yeah, point. Are yeah, you, are you moving on your own accord? Are you going to be... Another part of the menagerie of Justin's pack for the short term. For now, I think I'm just the menagerie creature. Be careful of that uh, shambling mound of roots all to wiggling around in there. And you have that in your pants? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's just what he calls it. Calls <laughs> <laughs> it? Uh, Justin is fascinated by this anathema. And he immediately takes out some parchment that was in sealed wax bag and charcoal and sort of sketch it. It just keeps going uh, in one direction. Of course you do. What's the mechanics on the hag again? I don't have some injured folks. I don't remember. Oh, uh, I can tell you. you yeah, open here. yeah uh, on each round, anyone who is within its five-foot space heals 1d6 hit points. It lasts for ten rounds. So, theoretically, we could just set it up and I'll walk through it. Yeah. So, it's 10d6 maximum healing for each person. Okay. Uh, yeah? Sweet. Okay. I'm already capped off. Yeah, I was not as good in this fight. Like Mark and Quartal. We take world better. <clears throat> 10d6. <laughs> I came prepared. Alright. Maki can heal 10d6. He already did. Who's, um, who's gonna carry the hammer around? So uh, did your stuff get turned with you, or, like, is your uh, giant... The gear except pack? for the hammer. The gear except for the hammer. Uh, the gear except for the hammer. Uh, the giant pack, though, did polymorph as well. Yeah. So means anything you have is so fortunate. To a tiny little pack. No, I'm saying anything you have in it. Yeah. Well, is currently, it would have been a bigger no problem one. if we had to redistribute yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Make a sled. Yeah. So I'm seeing uh, <laughs> reaches down and picks up the hammer, looks at it for a second, and then hands it to Mock. Is it the first time you've touched the hammer? Uh, I want to say no. I think when we first got it, we all kind of looked around it and touched it. And plus, we've been traveling for weeks, so it's not his first time. But he is. Every time he does touch it, there's a a sense of the divine every time he holds this thing and, uh, and a little bit of wonder. Uh, but we are in time crunch, so he tries to, like, uh, and sort of to mock. Ma will take it. He says, uh, until the lassies back on their feet. No pun intended. His feet. He says, uh, Drustin, these, uh, these wings are awful awkward for a dwarf that fancies himself best underground, but... I cannot deny their usefulness here, fighting in this bog that tried to swallow me alive not a day ago. Uh, he says, and do I have much more time with them? Less for ten minutes. Well, I cast it right at the beginning of combat. You also have water walking, which is currently <coughs> on. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot we had that. You guys had that. Yeah. Mm. That lasts for an hour. But, I mean, the last ten minutes, so combat, combat took... So Mok takes advantage of it to go to one of the nearby mangroves and... So as not to draw a lot of attention, just kind of flies up to the top of it, kind of amongst the branches. See if you can get like a like a, a more high level distant view as to the the scene, and see if anyone else is approaching. 
So we're gonna do uh, an active perception. Do a perception check. check. Do I get an advantage because I'm so high up? Nope. <laughs> then I will do it as is. And I get. Uh, uh, being higher up is actually, uh, in in some ways, a liability because it is storming rain. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So uh, the distance you put towards the ground is by the by the Pythagorean theorem, or in this world the Elminster theorem. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Depending, if visibility is being cut not by angle but by in- interference, yeah. Uh, uh, Fifteen. You don't. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of movement in the swamp. Crocodiles, snakes. Unfortunately, the the UNT seem to like to travel in snake form. The snake you probably snakes you saw probably, a snake last night. Snakes are probably aroused by their very presence. Yeah, degree. and uh, so he sees movement, but no, no Malison sprinting towards the side of battle. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. The party, like yeah, bipedal creatures moving. And, and he get and he has a pretty good view given the circumstances. Should have been at disadvantage. That's what uh, concealment oh, yeah. does. I think, about I, I think we should nay tarry longer. Uh, we we know not what signal that Anathema may have sent out across its cursed species. Uh, there's a, a place hidden behind this waterfall. Um, have ten minutes passed? No, well, no. no. Probably not quite. You guys were going time quickly. Not yeah. quite yet. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Let's, let's move. Let's keep moving. I'll I'll take the front because I don't I can hear the people coming. Uh Fosin, <laughs> do you think you're uh remove affliction spell over here on our poor Berto? It doesn't say anything about snakes, unfortunately. <laughs> in your in your book? <laughs> yeah, it, ha- it didn't Person. say. In your Morden book. Problem. Literally. My Morden manual. Uh, scurvy. I no, mean, no if it's snakes. a curse, uh, no I could possibly remove that, but uh, I'd have to prepare that another day. The other one, it's mostly uh, diseases and... It's snakeitis. It says blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. It doesn't talk about... Transmute. Doesn't talk about being t- transformed. Well, I'll imagine time. He says it, it doesn't talk about. What is he referring to? His book. The lore of all of the oh. prayers of Morden. The the prayers of Morden book. Uh, yeah. 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 Truth to Morden and you. I mean, that's why he's. Snakes. This book is part of why he knew the spell that the anathema cast. Yeah. It's that's right. That's right. one of the ones in there. It's like, oh my gosh, I recognize that one. Uh, which. We'll definitely take more time and reflection later when there is time. So marching order going into the waterfall. Yep. We got yep. Bairn. Mock. Mock. Uh, you want to go here, Goro? Sure. Uh, we'll go me. Mock did get his bow. And you are with shouldn't me. Require snack, but riding on my shoulder. Don't wanna Snake jaw is riding on my shoulder. Snake jaw on shoulder. You can Before, yeah. Yeah, at the back. Baron was gonna comment and he's like, okay, fine now. He's like, if if she turns back and she's in your pants, you're gonna lose your pants. Crush you. Just bursting out of your pants in an explosion of Goliath. Like which was the which was the Greek god that it was it was Hermes that burst out of Zeus's knee. Uh, uh, oh knee, yeah. Yeah. Then, Athena out of, out of the head. But Hermes out they of the head. They had a thing for that. And bear yeah. out of they're like the they're like bursting. Anyway, uh, this is your marching order here. Marching order going in. Uh, Baron, 
Bok puts his shield up, sort of deflects from the water as he's sort of going into the, the waterfall. It is more like a water trickle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's water, but it's it's. It's not falling from a high height. Like the thing is more height. obscured by the by the pattern of, of rocks and the slickness that sort of like it creates a little sort of like mm. a bit of like an S turn, if you will, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. going into S the little cave. But uh, Baron as a dwarf is uh, fairly accustomed Baron. to seeing you know interesting <laughs> passages in yep. rock, um, uh, and his dwarven eyes pierce the darkness with with ease. Inside this small cave, the uh, the space extends forward and uh, and splits out, forks out into two pathways. You can even see from where you are, one pathway ends in a dead end, and there's some. It uh, looks like there's some f- uh, uh, crude furnishings, like stone platforms, maybe uh, maybe beds. Uh, there's a there's a like a couple packs of belongings in there uh, as well. And the other way uh, heads forward, and you can see uh, on the sides of the hallway multiple doorways uh, uh, with, what am I trying to say, uh, gnarled, uh, gnarled roots and branches, like heavily blocking each doorway. And there's, there's ten of them, five on each side of the little, little cave hallway in here. Kind of wish we had Shatter Spike, but I imagine that's with the rest of the things in Berajo's pack. Be right handy to tear right through that stuff. Mark's like, aye, we do have a hammer of Moradin. Uh, probably do a pretty decent job. Which one first, cousin? Uh, so, I've got a little ante room with some crappy furniture and then some doorways covered with vines. Yes. Squirrel, have you any way of locating your pin? What? Does Baron hear anything from any of the rooms? Says, write it down, cousin. Yeah. He writes down in common. Do you have any way of locating your kin? Um, I... He has ways of tracking anathemas. Or, not anathemas, we want to, but oh, not, not so much his own kin. Well, survival just lets you track. Yeah, just basic survival. I mean... So... I mean, you see every. This is a very small place. Yeah. I just described the whole. Oh, okay. Like, can you yeah. call to them? Like, yeah. you can. That you, uh, you, you hear. Cousin, it's probably all a bunch of rooms full of innocent people being slowly turned, transformed in monstrosities. I think it's best to say we open all the doors and free everybody. You hear voices responding. Okay. Who's that out there? Who's that? Is it Help Elvish? Us, common. Us. Uh, it's in common. Within. With the same. Accent. Accent the Gwurl has been speaking in. Uh, we're here with Gwurl. Come to rescue his family and anyone else who needs rescuing. I'll thank the seven elvish gods. <laughs> you know. The Seldarine. I mean, write it down. <laughs> That's uh, true now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but not that evil one. Fuck him. Uh, thank you. Cut down these, cut down these branches. Get us out of here. Yeah. Uh, cousin. Jason, uh, take that shovel. Back away from the door. We'll chop them loose. And I uh, imagine you, you, once you go over to the doorways, you can see them. Yeah. Like they're right. gnarled, but you can see they're, they're now they're like looking at you through the. Th- and they look weird. There's a person in each of the chambers. <laughs> well, that's a, do they look weird? Like they're like they're like covered in grime and look like weird swamp people. What but not like weird knows. snake people. They they aren't. They do not look like snake people. Awesome. Feel the snakes' lips. 
They're all hiding their snake hands behind their back. <laughs> They're like, please yeah, I mean, save us. We don't have to open one door at a time. Jason takes out his shovel and starts hacking at one of the doors. Absolutely. We just we start hacking through the doors, opening it up. Um, the yeah, you break uh, you break through uh, each of them uh, slowly. For a couple of them, the prisoners inside, once like some bits start breaking, they move forward and are breaking, uh, uh, helping break the branches from the other side. This is like clearly like just a like thick entanglement. It grows off of the the plants like around the, the vines on the side of this cave wall. And uh, but it is man, it would keep it would keep anyone uh, uh, keep anyone in there for a long time, uh, especially if anyone were inside here. Simply. Uh, uh, stabbing them with a do, with a with a fang if they tried to break it. Do any of them uh, re- react to the snake on Tristan's shoulders? I thought you said it was in his pants. No, no, I I sn- <laughs> been talking about up that. all okay. the way through his clothes, all the way to the top of his his neck. He looks like no. Jake the Snake now. You know, like no. the big boa. This whole yeah, exactly. swamp is more of a small the whole snake, swamp like is a... covered in snakes. snakes okay, are, so snakes they don't are, freak out. Over they snakes. are not scared of snakes. If it was a like a naked Yuanti, like draped over his shoulders, like eh. hey, <laughs> that might be a thing. How you doing? Can any of them not move closer to Bear Jump because they failed their <laughs> during during the course of this uh, Goral's hearing. Uh, uh, returns like once it you, the, once the hearing starts to return, it's pretty rapid. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like an injury healing. It's like a fog lifting, and and Goro can hear once again and hears the voices, the the grunting and the uh, and and the 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 thank yous of his uh, village mates, um, friends, his kinsmen, kinsmen. Kinsmen inside Peace. these inside these uh, uh, prison cells, and it's uh, easy enough to see that there are about six of them, uh, and not about there are six of them. Well, I mean that one is Liffy. Is this uh, all that remains, Quarrel? I know not where any of the others would be if not here. You see, boom. Yes. He, he's going around to each of them, and he's sort of embracing them and looking them over and checking them out. Yeah, anybody injured? Obvious healing required? They all look really, really awful. And uh, one of them comes forward coughing and says, <coughs> Did you defeat that? Did you defeat that? Abomination. Abomination? Uh, yes. It was close, but I. Is it dead? It is slaughtered then? I. It begins to rot. He says, Then our deaths will be worth it. For one fewer of those to fight against our people is... Uh, uh, is better than we all could ask for in this war. Uh, round of good berries? Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll give them some food. I'm sure they haven't been fed well. Yeah, we go to scrim corn. They were taking about... Did we establish that? You answered that question last time. How long I mean, ago? we were tracking them a couple days. In a couple days. Uh, yeah, they were taken three or four days ago yeah. uh, from here. Does Goral see... Is one of the six Cornwall Goral's kid? Uh... Goral's kid. Uh, son. Adult child? Adult child. Yes or no dice? The no, uh, adult hmm. elven child. Cornwall was injured when taken. Is it yes he's here no he's not? We, we never know that. That's part of the suspense. What's the question that we are even wrong? The question is, is Cornwall here? Is Cornwall here? Oh. <sighs> 
Yes, Cornwall is one of the six, the last one to be broken free. And as the last barrier is broken down and Cornwall sort of stumbles out of his holding cage, you see why Gworl might have mistaken Scrimcorn for Cornwall. The man is, the elf is, even after three days of grime and being locked up, pretty gnarly. Though not no, quite. Notably more gnarly than his companions. Notably more gnarly than his companions, yet still, not quite as gnarly as Scrimcorn. It's all on the spectrum. Uh, but each and every one of them is, I mean, they are, they are stumbling forward, and uh, when they step out into this dark hallway in here, uh, uh, three of them slump to the ground and are just sort of breathing heavily and not speaking much. The other three uh, uh, are... Are sort of looking around, checking their uh, checking their companions. Coral embraces Cornwall. Uh, who is getting a? Uh, who is? Uh, and Cornwall is one of the Cornwall is one of the more injured of the uh, of the group. He embraces back and then uh, sort of collapses to his knees and then lets out a big uh, a big wheezing cough and uh, falls to his elbow and props himself back up. Drewston was uh, handing out good berries to everybody? Yeah. Uh, yeah, handing a good berry to each of them, and their conditions don't immediately improve uh, really as, they, as they eat these, but they, um, but they are. They take it, and they each nod and say, Thank you. Thank you for saving us. Another one says, Thank you for the destruction of that beast. I see it. Thank you for the destruction of that beast. Okay. Uh, seeing that there's really not much more here to kind of be explored, not being one to really add much to the kind of recuperation of these uh, these poor souls, uh, Mach heads back out to keep watch and to inspect the bodies of the fallen Yuan-T. And Drusen's going to start looking around here for some treasure. Not the prisoner cells, but the other small. That's just full of food. <laughs> Goes into the prisoner cells. You guys uh, drop any of your gold in here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are you hiding the goods, guy? <laughs> you look like you're bedraggled in a four day prisoner, but I seem to suspect otherwise. <laughs> any plus one prison ships? <laughs> are you prisoners, or is this just how swamp elves live? Yeah. <laughs> you're destroying our home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Justin has disappeared off around the corner to the, yeah, other, it's like a, the other area. I mean, this is ancient civilization. They might have some cool shit. Uh, yeah, so Justin's off there. Mock is outside taking care of those. Scrimcorn is uh, Scrimcorn is also uh, outside with Mock, and he's uh, talking with Mock and rummaging yeah. through the look, looking at the. The dead bodies. He's sort of looking Marcus. at them out of curiosity, lifting up their I think scales. If I remember, didn't the first one we killed got nailed in the head by Scrimborn? Or yes. excuse me, by Bear John with he, the hammer? He is out there inspecting that corpse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fog's grumbling about how dangerous the swamps are and can't believe anything lives out here by choice. Seems like total chaos and Scrim is practically bathing in it. And just. And, and, and enjoying a few more minutes before he's forced back between like the oppressing yoke of square stones and carved uh, masonry. The the survivors 
here. Uh, they get up and look around and say, which way is the way out? Uh, we can take you back the way we came. Goral starts leading them, supporting his son on his shoulders. And uh, two of the other uh, more healthy, uh, more healthy swamp elves prop up the two injured ones, since no one else is saying anything. Uh, and are any of them looking like they need obvious like healing beyond a good berry? Yes, I was saying yeah. that they were oh. <laughs> collapsing on the ground and not able to stand, and uh, looking extraordinarily ill and uh, injured. Mm, Fair. Is there anything? That Every one of them, but three of them especially. I can give out three cure light wounds, but then that's when I'm pretty pretty capped. Um, yeah. Uh, so he lays. Is the, it outside? You wait until they're outside. Yeah. All right. So they're um, all emerge out through the uh, merge out through the waterfall. One of the the female elf says says I did not think we would see the uh, I did not see, think we would see the light of day ever again. And she looks up in the stormy, raining weather and yeah. takes a deep breath in. <sighs> Fresh swamp air. Yeah. Who looks like uh, the worst three who look like they're going to have the toughest time traveling? Yeah. Uh, he lays his hands on each of them and Moradin will return the breath of life to my allies. As he does, he does it to this. the first one, uh, his condition does not seem to improve. Uh, hmm, okay. Gets used. Um, like medicine to... check? What's wrong with this fucker? Yeah, go for it. So look down. Cal, are you... Answer? I was going to, um, cast... Or, not cast, um, roll a nature check to, um, see if I know anything about the Yuan-Ti conversion of... Yeah, no need to roll. You just tell me what you're what you're looking for, and I'll tell you if, oh. you, if you need to roll. Yeah. You don't need to roll. Uh, yeah, Goral and the other elves here are, uh, I should say most of them that are, that at least have been more involved in the, in the conflict, uh, are pretty familiar with it for many of your, uh, many of your people over the long years of your Decades. extremely long life, centuries even for you, right? You're an old elf. Oh, yeah. Um, He's old. He's old elf. And, uh, have seen this process uh, time and time again. Usually not mid-process. Very, very rare. There are those uh, that have said to seen it. The uh, um, the tailing. What do you live in? Villages, settlements. Uh, yeah, you can call it a village. Hovels, encampments. Yeah, would would you say it's your village? Yeah, I would your say village? it's a village. So your village, uh, your village healers um, have uh, you know have said to have seen these things. And what is most notable about it is that there is no known cure. Um, and uh, the way that you are most familiar with it is in fighting and and slaying your former village mates that have just come back on the next attack, you know, a, a week or two later in this new grotesque form. And uh, basically, for you guys, when you fought multiple of these, uh, what were they called? Broodmates. Brood, guard. uh, brood guards. Brood yeah. guards, yeah. They, they didn't resemble... Like whatever they were before, the picture. Like, at all, they were just so reptilian. They're so reptilian. They're so different. But uh, Gwarl and his people, like they've come, they've they've encountered enough of these that they can see the features. They can see the the features that once were. And, and typically, spotting a brood guard, uh, if it was someone they were familiar with in their uh, in their life, uh, they they, they can, can they can tell who was. that is. But you know, it's yeah. just from just from repeated sort of exposure. Like, of like seeing years. a picture of your 
grandfather who you only knew when he was like in his 80s and 90s from when he was like a four-year-old. You can still tell yeah. it's the same person. You're like, you just, you, the, feature, you the just features know. are there, you know it, even though it's a completely different grotesque form, just, just like old people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it evokes and all Four-year-olds, the most grotesque form of humanity. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, very much. It, it probably evokes all those memories, which makes it so emotionally difficult. Yeah, and it's uh, it's something that, you know, Goral's people are, are, are very used to and practice at just shutting away. There's You just can't let that... They know that they're not who they used to be. But seeing people that have been infected and and but the transformation not complete, that's not a thing that Goral has had practice in, in dealing it with. It's, it's not a. Uh, it's certainly not not a normal thing to, to to rescue people from these. It is once you want to take them, it's the belly of the beast to get them out. It's just not worth it. Uh, Goral had nothing it's left to lose. In this particular case. So, um, that's what Goral knows about this. I got a 12 on my medicine. Yeah, Baron Baron looks into it and, and you know, he's looking at the guy that perhaps he just yeah. tried to heal. And, and then didn't seem to see any improvement. He's not, seeing, he's not seeing the evidence of conventional wounds um, or even malnutrition or, uh, or such things that you would expect to see in prisoners, which mm. you have helped many, many, many times over your... Also, long centuries, long life. Yeah. Um, this is this is a different thing. This is much this is much closer to a uh, an unusual and rare disease. Uh, but even those are within the you know the clerics of Morden's uh, ability to yeah, heal and, he, and things like healing wounds would. That would be would his help. next thought: is to see whether or not this is something under. That might be covered under things that he can do. Whether it's a curse that can be removed. Whether it's a disease that can be. Uh, healed, but what Baron? Uh, but when Baron sees and inspecting this, is that he's seeing, he's seeing just the slightest bit. Only the trained medical eye could even see this. The slightest bit of evidence of transformation. He's not as certainly not as familiar with elves as he is with dwarves, no. but enough that as he's sort of like checking over, there's there's rough patches on the body that aren't that aren't calluses. Not that elves tend to form a lot of calluses. They're supple-skinned, soft... soft uh, so silky smooth like milk. Silky smooth, elegant <laughs> creatures. important But, uh... Are elves liquid? But what no, he's seeing no. is he's seeing this... this 50% Jurgens. What he can... You know, he knows what they were brought here for, and he can put two and two together here, and he's yeah. seeing... He's seeing the... What appears to be very early evidence of, uh, of the body just sort of, uh, changing from within. Mm. Yuck. So it's a slow process then, like, I don't know, maybe like canthropy or vampirism. I've heard of diseases like that. Uh, hmm. The guy who originally spoke... Oh, I should have some names for these guys. Um, sorry. Philip. He looked at the person who was... George. Uh, who he was inspecting and says, uh, the... the Brood guards. Then I heard that they were trying to turn prisoners into that. Are you? What lore do your people have of this? Like, was something done to you? Are you bitten? A spell cast? A ritual performed? Uh, Says fluid consumed. Something. How is this done to you? Hang on, I'm getting my things up and pasted in. Sorry. Give me a second. My names. He knows that, like vampirism, for example. That's like that shit's. Get a wish spell for that. I wish I hadn't gotten bit by that vampire. Weird. Uh, Too bad. 
The one that Goro recognizes as uh, Dirindor, he he speaks, and he says, "It is a process. It takes uh, it takes a week, maybe two. He says, says it cannot be reversed. You must kill us all, save us from the uh, pain." And he clutches his side, and the uh, not dishonor, the, the pain and the uh, what do elves care about? Not so much humiliation. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. The pain. The unnatural and The potential death. of doing worse yeah, they suffer they might do the, to their own kin. The pain, uh, uh, save us from our own pain uh, uh, to ourselves, and the pain we will cause others uh, when we turn. Uh, is Baron confident that there's nothing that can be done? I mean, this is Baron super unfamiliar with this. I mean, just, yeah. So he's not... I would say Baron is very... Most likely very unconfident in, yeah. in, in knowing about this. Like, he can trust those that are experts. Yeah. Um, are they now outside? Did I hear that they came yeah, outside? Yeah, yeah, they're outside. Uh, outside. You guys are all hearing this. Mark is it, and he, he looks to Goral and he says, uh, <clears throat> What shall we do, Goral? He says, Sometimes... It is best to fall from a familiar hand in these situations, and sometimes it is something that it is best given to others. So all the other elves are like, "Yeah, we are all cool with that." No, uh, uh, they're they're all like like reeling a bit, and uh, and the son. the lady elf, um, Elman, she. Uh, she steps forward and says, he says, it is not hopeless. He says, he says, our healers can do something about this. I'm certain of it. Just because our village didn't know how doesn't mean that our people don't. He says, we will join up with the others. We will, uh, we will continue this war. And, uh, uh, and says, and says, there is hope for us yet. She says, we don't have to be so defeatist, Dirindor. He says, he says, Fatalistic. come. She says, come, I can lead us to the next closest village and we can go from there. And uh, she gestures to the uh, sick, and she looks to each of you and says, "And says, thank you all for your service." He says, "I regret that we have nothing to pay, uh, uh, nothing to pay your uh, your kindness with, but uh, but be known that you will always have friends among the swamp elves." I will be accompanying. Awesome. I will be leading them to the edge of the swamp. That is the exchange that we that we agreed upon. Gordo says, "Great payment rendered then." Gordel, you are... You seem old. <laughs> I am. And so elves you. live a long time, right? Centuries, many. Many. Have you ever heard of this being cured? I mean, I, I, I can remove diseases, I can remove curses, but I don't know if this is something that's beyond me. I, I'm willing to try... I can try removing a disease right now. Tomorrow I can perhaps try removing a curse. Uh, but I don't know if this is something that would aid me or not. I have never seen it done. In all your centuries of life. But then again, I've never dealt with a dwarf. What of other villages, as your... as the, uh, Elven says? Does it... uh, Is there any truth of it, or is it... Is it more desperation given her circumstances. There is. I'm standing right here. I mean, Mock definitely says that to Goro. And it's a different one that responds. Yeah. Says, 
and his desperation. He says, that's it. This war is already lost. It was lost long ago. And he uh, looks to Goron and says, waste of time it is to come here. Slaughter another snake or two. He says, our people are done for. He says, our only help is, uh, is in Silvery Moon. Enlist the help of the wealthy. He says, he says, they have more resources than we ever have. He says, they won't help us in our war. He says, but if we, uh, if we head to them, we can barter, we can trade, we can get healing there. Oh, agree. You got to send, uh, you got to, uh, go to the source of the most knowledge. They have that knowledge in Silvery Moon. Um, if this is the result of your war against the UNT, Guaro, you got to see the price that you're paying. It is not my war. I was not the one who started it. Who did? Whose war is it? That is long forgotten. As I said, this war has been happening for centuries. I am an old, old elf now, but I was just a wee lad when it began. Then lead your people out of here? Lead them out of the war? This this nay has to continue. I will, for there is nothing left to go back to. We are not his people, so, uh, said Elliman. He says, and we're not going to Silvery Moon either. You think, uh, you think they'll let us within 30 feet of that gate? They know what the UNT do to people, and they know how to see the signs. He says, they will slaughter us where we stand. He says, our only hope is our own people. They have not helped us in our war then, and they will not help us in our struggle now. What, what is Scrim, what's Scrim's opinion on this? This is like the health and future of a swamp. I mean, and related to elf kind, does he weigh in at all? Would, does anyone think that he might weigh in on this? Like, or is it just too foreign? It, there, it, this is not Scrim's people. Yeah. Uh, and he's not currently involved. He is still gathering up, like he is at the remains of that first UNT and he has like little vials that he is scooping from the muck and he's like, he's been digging grime out of the muck and putting it up on the like rocks and like laying it out and uh, he's like doing some sort of process he's getting some powders out he's blowing on it, it's like he's separating out uh, uh, materials and like distilling uh, he's like putting a bunch on uh, on the rock here, he's actually created a little shade structure, a little uh, rain shade structure since it is pouring rain still, uh, uh, to create a dry patch on this rock and he's just not engaging with the conversation. Mark turns to Gwarl and he says, <clears throat> Gwarl could, uh, in their current state, given what we know of this transformation, could they make it to the nearest village on their own? For uh, I don't see no reason why the ones who favor Silvery Moon could not uh, join us, and the ones that choose to stay here in this wonderful swamp go their own way. That is my thought as well. Cornwall will be coming with me to Silvery Moon. The rest of you, he says to the elves, you may choose to accompany Elendil or I. It makes no difference to me. This war is finished. Durandor says, he says, you will be, uh, you will be uh, sentencing your own people to death if you, uh, if you take this uh, option. He says, those that return, we will turn. We will turn on the journey towards it. He says, we will kill our own people. He says, your only choice is to kill us and kill us now. I'd do it now if I had the strength. As he looks to each of them. And then he like collapses down onto his knees. He Mark says, says, that's ridiculous. He says, look at us. We can't make it to a village. If you want to choose your own death sentence, old man, very well. 
I, I will assist you in that matter if you ask me direct. But do not go sentencing the death of any other that, uh, that stand amongst you who do not want to die. Come the morn, I can try what I can to see if I might be able to remove this reflection, but as I said, I've never dealt with it before, and I, I don't know if it'll be successful, but I'm, I'm happy to make the attempt. Uh, Elemin looks to uh, all of her people and says, I do not agree with Derendor, uh, <clears throat> Derendor that, uh, that death is our only option, but he's right to, uh, but he has right to object to the opinions of outsiders that have never helped us in this war before and, uh, and have let us struggle in this, uh, in this conflict for all this time. He says, why would we start listening to them now? Sometimes you've got to seek the view of those outside of your own problems to see the truth of it. Sometimes you gotta know when to hold them. Gwarl goes up to Elendil and just takes her by the shoulders and says, Elendil, you may do as you wish, but I am going to do what I believe is best for my kin, and and I am going to do what I must to repay these outsiders who have helped me in my attempts to rescue you. I, I am not... I am not your leader. I cannot force you to do anything one way or the other. But I urge you not... not to ignore opportunity when it stares you in the face. He says, opportunity is what I'm looking for. He says, if we return to our people, return to a village, even if they cannot cure us, they can study us. They can watch and see what happens as uh, as our bodies turn. He says, it could provide valuable information in the war. He says, you go off to Silvery Moon and you're stealing that information. You're stealing that knowledge from uh, those that are actually fighting. Elendil, I... I... Says, you're making a selfish decision for you and your son. Perhaps I am. Is Cornwall infected? Oh, definitely. All six of them are. What's, all Cor- six. what's Cornwall yeah. one? All six of them, 100%. He's not, he's not saying much. He's one of the three that is, like... Out of it. He's... He's unconscious. He's, like, looking up and, like, like letting out groans, but the three of them that were down, they're, like, they're, they're much worse. They all most likely got infected at the same time. Who knows? Could affect faster on some people. The weaker people. It could be that six characters is too many for a DM to keep track of in his head what their opinions are, and three is a nice, magical, easy to remember number. Much nicer. Could be all sorts of reasons. (laughs) Don't speculate. (laughs) Let's not, you know, get too specific here. Uh, It says, uh, we have each given our... Hang on. Drewston was looking for stuff. Oh, oh, but you came out out a little bit. Okay, so, some time has passed. Did he find any stuff? Uh, What has Bear Jaw been doing on Drewston? Being a snake. But where? On his neck. Always on his neck? Didn't, did he go back into his pants? No. She never went back into his pants. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Yeah. Did you swim past once and then maybe go back in for a second look? Just and then, like, uh, <laughs> like in his pack, slithering around in There's his pack. There's a very warm hood there. In his hood. There the his bunny hood is still on his neck. Just on his neck. Just, well, on shoulders. It's okay. kind of a draped over. Fine. Kind of... Then I won't use the yes-no die, but instead, uh, <laughs> just about this point in the conversation, uh, Drewston feels a great weight on his shoulders, oh, which oh turns boy. into a massive weight on his shoulders, which turns into feeling like a building <laughs> is on his shoulders as Drewston is slammed <laughs> to the ground and into the muck as Bearjaw returns to her Goliath form. <laughs> 
I am alive. I live. If you had the fortitude, but what does Bearjaw actually say? She's turned back. She's turned back. Let's get let her her give the kind of a shocked sort of expression, looking about, suddenly able to see and not smell everybody, Um, and then hearing kind of a mumbly sound below. Kind of gets up and shimmies to the side, readjusting outfit, and says, "What did I miss?" And then sees everyone. Six, six elves. What did I miss? Just a bit. You're, uh... I was a you're very keen at, uh, biting the large snake that we slay. It's yes. body lying there. Yes. The three elves that I were... I am a formidable snake. The more standing are standing back saying, Is that one of them? Yes, I am a Goliath. <laughs> None of you else respond. Have you she not? says that. Uh, <laughs> I mean... This is very, it's quite good. Uh, uh, she is one of our allies and was integral in the fight against the UNT. From yes. their job. Yes. I'm tired of this, this, the bickering out here. Why These people have to decide their own fates. Dimidor had his fists up. Oh, is he going Lo- to fight me? He lowers them down. Mm-hmm. Do you want to look for treasures with me? You already did. Oh. I thought we were drawing. He's out. just trying to. Oh, maybe. Okay, He's fine. Let's like, say. Bear dog, come that's, on. That's better. You were drawn out for the conversation. And, uh, uh, yeah. Now, uh, Drewson's done with this. Like, it's up to the elves. And well, he heads back into the cave now to do a real you know. All right. So, Drewson, Drewson's heading back in. Uh, Bearjaw, I mean, Bearjaw loves to fight people. And she, uh, you know, she loves to size people up. She looks at all six of these and they. I'm not saying I want to fight them. No, I'm no, saying they should I'm, fight I'm letting. Bearjaw, I'm letting you know what Bearjaw sees. And she sees okay. six people that even if they all teamed up against her in the wrestling pit, would just be, it would just be a sad Okay, okay. okay. But Jedi. they should fight each other if they're disagreeing. <laughs> they're all equally weak. We should all. Durandora says, Take it to the fighting. We are fighting. Wait, I mean more substantial fighting than with your gob-gob noises. Just... <laughs> A careful word chosen at the right time can be sharper than any sword. Is that so? Element says. Would you like no, to we're... test that theory now? How sharp are your words? I'll, you choose your sharpest word and I'll choose my sharpest sword. I'll choose my sharpest. Tell you this what. Is... I don't even put my swords down. I will just use my hands. What Am- could my hands possibly do? Am- Amror says, uh, says, enough of this. This is exactly what I was talking about. He says, he says, the outsiders are not taking our struggle seriously. They don't, uh, uh, wait, wait, is he the one that was saying that? No. Yes. That was, Elman. uh, uh, Elman says, they are not taking our struggle seriously. He says, they, uh. I turned into a snake for you. He says, they just want to get paid and, uh, and move on with their day. He says, it is our people that are fighting and it is our people that, uh, that deserve to, uh, to try to save us. He says, "Time is." She says, "Time is of the essence. Let us move now." And she reaches down to assist two of her uh, injured. Not, not Cornwall, who's uh, Quarrel's already sort of called. Quarrel says to Elwyn, "Elwyn, it was not just our village that fell. Mirian, Halandor, Norethiel, they are all nothing." How many elves are there in this? She takes a moment. And uh, she bows her head for a moment. And she says, "All the more reason that our people need all the help they can get." 
He says, we are losing this war and every advantage we have is, uh, every advantage that we get can, uh, uh, is only that much more important. He says, what are you proposing that we do? Flee? Flee our people? Go try to get personal healing? Lay, de- lay up in a, uh, in a foreigner's hospital uh, or healing center, uh, house of healing, or their temples, their dwarven or human temples. And uh, you guys all hate humans too, right? We all hate humans? Uh, Down with the humans. I am suggesting you travel with me today, a day's travel from here, because in maybe a three hours time, probably maybe a little more than that, there's going to be a whole swarm of soldiers coming back here, and anyone around here is done for. So, let's leave this place, travel this for the day, and in the morning I'll see what I can do. Which may be nothing, I don't know, but it may work, it may not. Mm. Says, from what Goral says, there are no none of our villages left in the direction of uh, that you are all heading. She says, I plan on going south. Box says, well... You're clearly, I don't care where you go. You're clearly a leader amongst your people. What chance do you give yourselves of overcoming these snake... these snake-addled foes you have here? For, in my experience, a few short days, they seem relatively formidable, and in every corner of this god-blasted swamp. What chances do you truly give yourself to solve this on your own? She says... Just, if we split up, I don't give us any chance at all. Uh, he says, uh... And well, she looks... Sounds like she you looks have, to Goral when she says this. She says, oh, sounds like you can either come with us or have no chance at all. You haven't even... He says, uh... uh you, you, you seem rather, rather upset about us not taking your problem seriously, but you seem very much not aligned to invite any help on your own part by me and my companions. Uh, all around a terrible negotiator. If you have no chance on your own and you desperately need our help and you refuse to come with us, I really don't see what you're trying to accomplish here. And he starts getting a little exasperated and then he looks back at the other, the other guy who just wants to die and he says, let me know if you prefer a soldier's death and we'll go off into the trees. Uh, she's. Why? What's she's in the trees? Just looking at. Uh, she's looking at Mock and considering his. Uh, considering his words and looking around and looking at Goral. And she looks to each of you. I think you should go into the trees and die. Dandor says, "I like this one." <laughs> she is of an interesting culture. Says, uh, you know, go fight some, go fight some snake people. Take some out with you. I don't. She says, "How do you know these people? How did you come to trust them?" He says, "Why are you fighting for us? Why have you come here to rescue us?" Moradin has an alliance with the gods of the elves. He would smile on us, and us helping you. I found them after tracking Yuanti through the forest in an attempt to find you. They had slaughtered a host larger than themselves and two shambling mounds. They were strong enough to kill that host of Yuanti. I knew they would be valuable in this fight here. And they were more than that. They were invaluable. 
She looks to each of you and says, So why did you do it? Why are you here? I want to get out of the swamp! Except for Baron. Every, look yeah. at everyone except for Baron. Sure. Just, you are not all followers of Moradin. I see no. Uh, I I don't see his symbols uh, dangling from each of your belts. I have one over my oh. hammer. Well, you have one on your hammer, actually. <laughs> you got one. You, you don't carry the symbol of Moradin no. on display. No, no, no. I'm okay. finding treasure officially. When Drusen's gone. Boxes. I promised them a token. Uh, it may help them on their route. Yeah, mostly material. <laughs> says, oh! I see. So there it is. It's for payment. Your your opportunity to receive our services is pure, blind, dumb luck. He says, I don't know what gods you worship, and I don't worship more than like my cousin here, but us being in this swamp at this particular time has everything to do with nothing that you understand. So either thank your lucky stars and continue to ride this, uh, this minecart of good fortune, or... Or realize that you you're better off on your own. You would have been better off if we never showed up, and go and be a brood guard. Uh, what is it? Losing his patience. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and um. We heard John nods meaningfully, though. <laughs> Amrar, the one who's advocating going to Silverman. This is Elemin. Says or Elemin. Element of he. Element. He says, I understand what you want. I understand what you're saying. He says, we may disagree about the, uh, our people's chances in this war or the virtue of, uh, or virtue of dying in it just for the sake of dying by our kinsmen. He says, but he is speaking logical truth. He says, you can see that. And uh, Element just collapses to our knees at this. And she says, he says, I know. He says, we'll travel with you. No time to lose, then. We have fewer than four hours before they return. I thought you killed them! <laughs> no. Um. What it? Oh, let's get some distance between us and them. Uh. Drustin, you find it interesting, interesting back there. Drustin uh, walks back out, holding a couple of things. Ooh, rock, some mud. Allow me to open up the uh, patch of grass. Yeah. So there were some uh, swamp elf packs in there with some swamp elf gold things. and belongings. Yeah, he does not take stuff from swamp elf packs. He throws them out and says. So there are only yeah. two. There, there are two, two swamp elf packs, and uh, sure enough. Uh, one of uh, uh, one of them is uh, Elemens, and she looks at uh, uh, Drustin when uh, when he tosses it to her, and she looks at him, and uh, she puts it. Well, not a backpack. What else? You? It's like a satchel, like a, satchel. a messenger bag. <laughs> yeah, swap poke messenger bag with a, uh, with, a with a bespoke. Um, yeah, it's a little little belt thing. And uh, she puts it on, sort of eyes Drusen for a moment, and another one belongs to one of the uh, uh, injured ones, and he helps them get it on. But there were two other things in there mm-hmm. that were not uh, uh, in the packs, and uh, Drusen can tell we're definitely sitting in here for a lot longer. They had they had actual like places in here, and one was an odd uh, an odd silk garment um, that uh, it says juicy on the back. 
that is uh, emblazoned on the back with six uh, stylized serpents all mm-hmm. draping down the back of the robe. All right, like and serpent Drew's... in a J, serpent in a U, serpent in an I. <laughs> but we can't read it in English. <laughs> and the uh, and the serpents. Uh, uh, and it is obviously uh, uh, emanates some strong magical energy oh, from this thing. <laughs> and another one is a staff, a uh, uh, a staff that, uh, uh, that that crookedly uh, rises up from the ground where it was stuck into and ends in a curved serpent's head. Heaven knows what that is. Tristan does not yet. Know what you that might because there are two things. Kevin uh, has a 50-50% chance of knowing. <laughs> you do. Uh, there you go. Find these two things, both of which are magical. Cool. Among the UNT belongings. Oh, and there were uh, no, there were some uh, UNT. Uh, there were some UNT uh, belongings in there as well, uh, totaling about seventy-five gold mm-hmm. in uh, varying uh, denominations, but mostly elven, uh, uh, mostly mm-hmm. an uh, elven coin. It's our first gold since leaving Kundrakar. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not the first. You've we spent were, a lot of gold. We were not on the Bear table. Joe, why don't you go get whatever trophies you need to collect and let's be gone from this place. Quarrel. Right. Looks to the oil vein and to drifting. And especially the oil vein. It says, I saw what you did. That ball of darkness. Is there anything you can do to destroy this place? <coughs> Make it so that they cannot use these caverns anymore? Oh, I mean, we can try to... I've got several types of destructive spells that I can try to use. We can try to cave this place in. Anything to hinder them. Just pretend it is Ted. That's something you could try. It would take time. (laughs) He's a bit of an asshole, so I know. Let's see. If you really want to be inspired. So, Oil Vein, kind of be a... Steps into the little the entrance and the pathways and starts. Uh, uh, he starts off with smaller spells like uh, firebolt and gust, and trying to push things around, set <coughs> up uh, weak spots so that he can actually go. Yeah, outside. it slams into the walls. But what he's finding is that this place is a natural like uh, stone underneath. But it was carved out by non-expert hands. Uh, you know, this is definitely awkwardly carved in, and you find some spots do sort of rumble and creak as he's slamming energy into these sides. Yeah, he goes about and... Uh, How long are you going to spend attempting to do this? Uh, I mean, you you were all, like, about to go. Are now ready to leave, and this, is, this comes up after it all? Yeah. This is, this is like, as Gorl's sort of prepping, helping prep all the elves... Yeah. To get going. I see. Yeah. So there's there's some time that's uh, that's in overlap. The elves, uh, three of them, they are. I mean, they're they're not going to be able to walk quick at all. Mog is probably place. making a, a, a little gurney or something. Yeah, litter. A little skid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <coughs> three of them. Three of them will need them. Yeah. And that takes time to uh, that takes time to create. Yeah. You're looking at. I mean, if you want to make three of these things, they're going to be good for <coughs> days long journey through the swamp. Gonna, yeah, that, that could that could take a couple hours. Well, can we make something temporary just to get away from this uh, lake, and then make something actually sustainable once we're away from the lake? Yeah, I mean, again, it just depends on how many people we have to actually do carrying. 
So I mean, Bearjaw can carry and pull and push quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine Bearjaw will carry one. Mock can carry one. Gorl will carry his son. Gorl will carry his son. Okay. Alright, don't cover them. You'll just carry them for now then. Yeah. Yeah, carry them out. Yeah. Well, I like that Mock, like, sort of sketched out in his mind, like, look around a couple, like, makes sticks. And, like, he's looking at, like, what it would take, and he's just like, don't have the time right now. just picking them up. And, ah. so, Sometimes you end up in an environment where, like, you got just the right, just the right, like, fibers and just the right things to, to put it together, but here it's like, this it'll take some time. Swamp wood. Everything's, everything's waterlogged and yeah. breaks apart. All right. All right, you can continue um, your your blasting. So the group's basically ready to go. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna pick them up. So it's not taking a lot of time. Uh, how long are you gonna take trying to smash this place? So it's not super difficult. I mean, it's. Uh... I mean, you're trying to collapse a cave. <coughs> Something you haven't done before. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me how you're gonna try to do it. Uh, yeah. He's but is it everyone standing around wait, okay, waiting? Okay, so now, now the cave is you say we're waiting on. Yes. So Mop will come over and say you, start, you started the process. What's going on, little thing? We time to hit the road. Snakes are on their way. Uh, Quarrel asked me to see if I could destroy this place, just cave it in so that uh, UNT can't use it anymore. So I'm trying to figure out some weak spots that I can uh, curate within the cave, and then that way I can at least use uh, a stronger spell like Shatter. Alright, well, can Mock do like a a check, a a masonry check, just to see if there's there's an obvious obvious way to do this quickly? Mock, uh, Mock. Mock was already, when coming in here before, <laughs> looking at like, oh, that's shouldn't have, shouldn't have carved in that direction. That was stupid. Like, it's totally against the grain of he the, probably like, the rock. Said, he's probably walking. He's like, that's what you get when you build with trees, and then just like the end of trees. the end of the thought line. Roll up. Roll, roll, give me a. Uh, Can I assist? What is it, Nate? I am also checker? proficient in yeah. Yeah. masonry. Baron's coming in as well. Uh, it's I, a, it's a, a, it's a natural you 20. You the stat. Natural 20. All right, so it would have been wisdom. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a wisdom uh, skill check. So that gives him 21 if you add his proficiency bonus for masonry tools, which he has. Yep. 24. Uh, I guess no need for the aid roll since no. you already got a 20. Baron's like, do you need help with that? Uh, <laughs> well, just like, it's this tree right here. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Mock can even tell here that like he's he's been around he's been around he's been in wars and uh, he can see the sign uh, he can see the signs of uh, like he's got such a fine eye for this that he can see the signs of uh, labor performed by you know uh, indentured servitude like this is clearly not carved out by the it's UNT. not engineered it's this is not carved out by the UNT this yeah. is this is oh. this is carved out by by their captives probably the first the first group. They took to this area to be turned. They probably handed them some uh, some crude picks and uh, had them build their own tombs. Um, uh, you know, he can tell by the by the unskilled nature and the uh, and there's just a sort of there's a cadence to the to the to the strikes and to the way that the to the rock is done. That uh, uh, you know, he can even sort of visualize the the way people were standing when this was carved down and it was not that of like people building something that they he were. just looks at he says uh, uh, the strength of any any tunnel any arc is the keystone the point at which all of the rest of the walls end and 
but it must be a smooth arc and it must be irregular and he just uh, he just points to the ceiling to one particular space where it just looks jagged like you think about the, the runner of a house like the beam on the house it's, it's a straight beam that kind of everything breaks against and it just has like this s-curve in it and there's this particularly kind of jagged spot and he's just like right there's the weak spot we hit that with enough force it'll all come crumbling down but uh don't be standing anywhere in here so if you've got enough uh enough oomph left in you let's uh let's tee that up and and bring it down and be on our way. That sounds doable. Uh, so Oil Vane gets, yeah, he readies uh, one of his shatter spells. To, uh, aim, he aims it at the weak spot and then uh, gets prepared to run out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Mark basically ties a rope around him. He says, ah, in case you get buried. <laughs> and he goes around the corner. I mean, he's like, you want to do this in five minutes? Yeah, well, otherwise we would take a, like, a week and make sure that like all the construction was put in like the... You want to blow up a fucking cave? Yeah. Mark's like already got the mental plans for how to do this correctly. He's like, yo, put us, uh, you know, put us after the UNT arriving back here by about, you know, four or five days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'd never do this with a, a good crew and proper foreman. You know, take a Time, but uh, all right, if you want to blow up a cable, oil vein, tie this around your waist and we'll pull you out if we have to. Uh, and unleash it. All right, yeah, so oil vein, uh, yeah, he, uh, you hear that same high pitched uh, noise starting to build up, and then, uh, yeah, you see a little shockwave happen at that weak spot, and it starts to rumble. So, <laughs> I don't know exactly how quick. He's expecting but, it to happen. So. Yeah, he, he, has, he has no idea. I feel he like just, we're literally rolling the dice here. He <laughs> just he just slams it and uh, and gets running. And it's a good thing he is running because with Mox assistance here, like just the right spot to hit it, it just immediately buckles in. Whoa. And those of you standing from the outside, the waterfall just uh, uh, water slams over the top as the whole like mountain, not a mountain, the mound, the the mound above it just caves in and the water sloshes all over the place. The river now just like sort of falls down into this lower area here and uh, and it is just obliterated. I mean, if there's a waterfall running over the top, now it's all just pouring in. It's going to slowly fill up this whole cave thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like pour, pouring in through all the, like, the cracks in the, uh, in the, in the rocks. Ooh, and then Justin remembers that he left three other packs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tomb of the donkeys in there. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well done. Right. Well done, lad. Hopefully, let's be on the road then. Quick on your feet. That's fun. Fairness is nodding appreciatively. So we'll head kind of away from the lake, especially in the opposite direction. I think direction. probably back to the path, the path mm-hmm. we traveled. Mm-hmm. Warrell, you're uh, taking point now. Hi. Let's uh, let's let's pay the debt of that very large dead snake over there, and we're <laughs> certainly glad to have your son back. What uh, what trophy did Bearjaw take? Oh, the, the fangs of, like, most of the heads. Like, some of them were already broken off. And, you know, kind of... Is it a bit of a rush job? Should you just kind of, like, hack off, like, parts of the it's faces? It's always a rush like... job. It's always a rush job. I mean, it's a very, you know, you just grab one and you pull, and then whatever comes off is what you've got. Gotcha. I'm sure uh, oh, yeah. Scrimcorn in, his, in all of his uh, desire to, to harvest toxic and acrid materials took some snake metal with him. Oh, yeah. And before, oh, yeah. before they go, Drusen does take out a shovel and just with a mighty blow cuts off one of the claws, not cleanly, like jaggedly just <laughs> hacks off one of the claws of the anathema. Oh. And it's going to pickle that later. Ew, pickled claws. We're just mm. gross. Yeah. Ew. Weird. 
weird biological raiders. This is the this is the backstory of the old wizard strange magic shop with all the jars and bags of weird things. That's literally what Justin's going for. That's his epic destiny. Mm -hmm. Pickle the claw of you on tea, but just a pinch. (laughs) Very seasoned. Quarrel starts just walking, and all the elves sort of fall behind him. Um, those that are walking, they they know his expertise with walking through the forests, and they know to step in his footsteps. And he just sort of looks back and assumes that you are all following as well. well we know the drill by this point. Mop is not deviating from that. And it's more traveling through the swamp. It's quick enough to put an hour uh, behind you and where the UNT will return. It takes about an hour, actually. Put an hour's distance between you mm-hmm. and the place. And, uh... That's pretty good, though. And let's say, you know, after a couple hours, maybe you stop and uh, decide to make some proper, uh, proper... What'd you call it? Litters. 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 You old cartoons, you see the people, yeah. like, guide the two sticks yeah. and the white cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks. The, uh... So tenacious. The, uh... Yeah, to, to create a couple litters, uh, uh, I assume Mock just leading the effort there. Yeah. Scrim, uh, uh, helps get the right sort we of find the, We find the right trees, right? Well. Like, okay, yeah, here's some straight poles. Oh, good yeah. straight stock in this bog. A couple of have had more time. And, uh... <laughs> Fashion them up to help the three more injured of the uh, of the swamp elves. Is a few hours enough to observe any progression on their condition? No, well, not at all. Okay, this is, so uh, they've been relatively stable in this. Yeah, they, they don't seem to be getting worse. They've been fed good berries. They've got uh, they've got nutrition, as it were. Yeah, um, uh, for the day, right? Good berries, rations yeah. for the day. Yeah, yeah. It's food for the day. Warble, you promised us a uh, token to be thrusted by the elf. We know you're leading us back to Silvery Moon, but in case the worst happens on the way, yeah, like a can you may give us that token now? Oral <laughs> yeah. smiles, and he says, There's I'll no need a few hours of rest to complete it, but you'll have it. I appreciate it. I trust you, but I'll, I'll do, I nearly trust the swamp. <laughs> I nearly trust the swamp. Uh, you were nearly killed by that anathema back there. He chuckles and he says, He says, there is nothing worse than that anathema. Then two anathemas come out of this one. (laughs) Two! We take exception. All six of us. All six. All twelve. (laughs) The Royal's not, he's not going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Who said after? He's, he's he, to make it. he has to make it. He has to, oh, he has to make it. Sorry, I, mi- I misheard. I misheard. <laughs> no. um, I thought you were saying not till we get out. He said basically he has to stop and craft it. Right. Okay. Um, During like an hour of rest or something. So you've got these. Uh, you've got these letters now. Um, progress through the swamp is certainly slower than when you didn't have to carry um, uh, carry injured folks through, but you do also have. Uh, uh, some extra helping hands, uh, especially of those that are proficient in navigating through this uh, type of place. So, between Gorl and Scrim and the more healthy of uh, of the elves, you are 
Uh, you're able to make, uh, you know, just Steady. maybe just slightly slower progress than uh, than when you had Boral leading you, but still faster progress than when it was uh, when you had no, no help of the. Uh, I mean, we were just wanting. You had stream corn, but you know, like. Well, he didn't know no what Silvery Moon was yeah. in this swamp, right? Like, yeah. Like, I'm comfortable in a city, but I don't know which way is like whatever a certain like feature yeah. in okay, the city. You can't really see the sunrise in the swamp. There like is no horizon. Um, I wanted to clarify something. So we kind of have a general rule of unless you're keep purposely keeping it hidden, everyone knows about it. But the topic of the jewel bears mom bear bairns job. Drink some water. <laughs> yeah, go drink some, some street vodka. Hydrate before you die, Drake. Bairns? Mother's jewel. Yeah. Not Bear Jewel's mother. Yeah. It hasn't come up jewel. yet in your. It has not. And you yeah. haven't. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. It's, yeah, Mox, Mox, specifically, there's been no moment appropriate. It's so important, specifically to him. He wouldn't risk even mentioning it until there's time to do that. Oh, yeah. And so, um, yeah. Just want to make sure. He, he, he has it. He has it. Keeping it safe, keeping it secret. And uh, you continue along with the steady progress through. Um, uh, Goral confident that you're heading in the uh, the fastest combination of fastest and safest path uh, path to Silvery Moon from your current uh, from your current place. And uh, you set up camp for the night uh, with these uh, with the healthier elves uh, available to help you. It is even quicker to sort of clear out the right area, you know, have this... It's, again, this sort of spongy ground area that is a little safer. Mangrove bog. Mangrove bog. Before we stop at, like, a little netting, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The same same sort of thing uh, that you can stay in for the night. That night, uh, Jason will identify the two magic items. Yeah. Um, As a Jason disappears uh, into his tent and perform his now... He's now patched uh, up tent after he got burned. Oh, yeah. Patched up tent and performing a ritual that is just becoming, like, uh, something he's gotten very, very used to, and you've all seen many, many times. The robe is a robe of serpents. It has six stylized serpents. And, uh, as a bonus action on your turn, and wearing this robe, you can transform one of the robe's serpents into a giant poisonous snake. Cool. Giant? Wow. So that's a three that's by three? But, no, that is the name of the creature. It oh. is a medium creature. Oh. Okay. There is no giant uh, size decoration. I believe it's medium, large, huge, gargantuan. Enormous, yeah. super big. But many big, of the giant creatures. But anyway, okay. really uh, it is giant for a snake, giant. making it man-sized. Right, man-sized snake. It is big. Okay. Um, and the snake instantly falls from the robe and blah, blah, blah. It has some uh, combat mechanics. Uh, and when it dies, or when you dismiss it, um, it goes away. It disappears in a hummus puff of smoke. And once attached, it can never return to the robe. Mm. So it's a so it create six snakes. Uses. It's create six snakes robe. Cool. It sounds like a scrimcorn thing. I mean, he never seemed to have enough snakes. Well, the man who has everything. Give him snakes. (laughs) The man who has all the snakes. More snakes. 
He clearly doesn't and have these. Um, Scrimgar can already summon There's guys. There's no too. such thing as too many snakes. Um, as as people snake. sit and. Oh, oh hang on. He's uh, 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 identifying more things. Thought you were done. So, the other staff, uh, or the other item, which is a staff that ends in a curled, uh, curled snake head, can, um... What's it called? The head of the staff can become animated by speaking the command word, a word in abyssal that manifests in Drustin's, uh, uh, mind, the word for snake. Um, snake and... Snake. This requires attunement by a cleric, druid, or warlock only, and it uh, so it turns into an uh, animated poisonous snake, and then it can be swung as an enemy, and uh, does piercing damage, uh, and then applies an extra three d six poison damage on a hit. Hmm. Pending a Constitution saving throw, it is the staff of the adder. And if you don't use the power word, snake. you can just I know you thought it was the other yeah. one. You started describing the other one, one is yeah. much more boring. Yes. And is a complete duplication of what uh, Scrim Card can already do. Yes, I totally agree. my eye out. If the snake head is attacked, so it has 20 hit points and armor class of 15, uh, if its hit points are depleted, the staff is destroyed. It really seems like a, a barren kind of weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a fluffy snake, snake that poisons people. <laughs> Give it to my cousin. Uh, does the rope serpents need to be attuned? Yes, they both require attunement. Mm. The staff can only be clear. Basically, can only be scrim corner band. Yeah, clear, clear. Unless we hire a warlock just to use this. We just need you to use this staff because we think it's pretty cool. None of us want to use it. Hits you uh, with the staff and runs away. If the staff gets hit and the uh, staff gets destroyed, uh, <laughs> you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> you also job. wear this cloak. Also Here. wear this. But Good. It's hot. It doesn't even fit. Shut up. Your name is Sneaky now. Snake guy. If you have a snake-themed name, that'd be helpful. If you <laughs> don't have one, we'll just call you that. Yeah. Sir, Sir <laughs> Alright, you got those. Robo Serpent, Staff of the Adder. Cool. These you on to really keep it on theme. Oh yes. Uh, I mean I respect that by the I way. I mean, remember their history. They are not just like weird snake like things. They are humans that loved snakes so much that they wanted <laughs> they to become snake them. gods. They, yeah. They, so and, and, they, and, they love and snakes. They did. they did. They didn't just sit around talking about how much You're they right. wanted it. Like, this was hey man, it'd be great to be a snake god, right? Yeah, no, cool, they, man. They, See you tomorrow. <laughs> no, they're like, we're gonna fucking do this today. It's snake here? god time right are now. No more of this Great. bullshit about they, they built obvious. temples. They yeah. did rituals. They changed their bodies. They slaughtered innocents. They warped their minds. They compromised their ethics again and again and until Snake God was achieved. I'd like to think that the entire civilization was 100% on board with this. There were no dissenters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was like, we're going to turn us all into snakes, and everyone's like, Yeah! The village elders came out and said, we finally made a decision about the future of our people. We're going to become, we're going to ascend us snake gods and everyone's like yeah! <laughs> well you have the far left that really want to become snake gods tomorrow but then the conservatives are like we could do this next week too we should take some time to prepare the yeah. village for the ceremony snake god, and we gotta make sure it takes really yeah and you have to like design the clothes in advance or else like yeah otherwise naked you know, right. you know. Right. You need a clean yeah. transition move forward so <laughs> Drewston is in his tent uh, uh, identifying these items and probably doing whatever other things he does in his tent. 
Uh, and you guys have uh, set up your your camp for the night. You're a good many hours from the. You did this in the morning. In the right direction too, in a safe camp because we have Goral. Thank God. Thank God. They're spending time that evening inspecting uh, one of the really sickos, and actually one of the not sickos. sickos. <laughs> uh, the one, the ill people, the people who are going to turn into bird guards. I just love the um, really sickos. Uh, try to get any information he can as he's prepping spells for the morning uh, that he's gonna try and see if he can make a dent in this. Mock spends no time doing anything leisurely of the sort. He's fully on guard, making sure that everything is being paid attention to that he possibly can until he's outside of this area that he doesn't like. Goral is... Goral finds a quiet spot uh, slightly away. You can still see him, he can still see you. He's still close by. But he sits at the base of a mangrove. And you see him... You see him take something out of his pack that at first glance you don't recognize, but with a little bit more care and perception, Drustin realizes that it is the second heart of the second shambling uh, mound. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> and you see Gwarl take out his hatchet and start to hack at it, carving it into a new shape. Mm. Does it sort of wriggling around as you do that? It, it tries to move, but eventually stops. You just nip it in the right spot and it's like... <laughs> Mock does contemplate the idea of trying to build something with something that's trying to get away from you. <laughs> He typically works with inanimate materials and just shudders at the weirdness of it all, as Baron would say. Yeah. If he watches for longer, he eventually sees Quirrell, like, using his teeth to strip pieces off Yeah, he gets it. that far, but not much further. <laughs> He's like, okay, this is, this is Hatchet, back to you know. special private time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very toothy. Typically use the tools that create it. After watching the, uh, the the horizon here, smelling the sweet gases and odors of this marvelous shawm. Oh yeah, there's the marvelous one. Yeah, great. Indeed, indeed, like three long words. Stepping up to my neck and mucking bile. Good thing the armor comes out clean. Alrighty. <clears throat> so you camp for the night. And uh, continue your journey the next morning. Next morning, break of dawn, oh, as dawn. Baron, uh, you know, finishes brushing out his beard as best he can in this filthy, swampy area. Um, he takes Cornwall and uh, tries the lower one. He doesn't. He hasn't. Doesn't have any good hope, but he's, he's going to give it a shot. So actually, quick, quick, long rest here. Take that box. Check this box. And uh, he tries um, uh, remove affliction. Do, 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 do. Um, so that one cures a disease. Uh, touch a creature can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. Condition can be blinded, death, and paralyzed or poisoned, but it also does a disease. Maybe it's a disease. He doesn't know. Um, gives it a shot. Not optimistic. Um, puts out his hand. Moradin, remove this affliction from my ally. Any change? If he's not optimistic when praying to his god for help. Does it change the chances of it working at all? Think about blessing the sacrament. <laughs> Morden, uh, I feel like I'm wasting your time here. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's, 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 he's trying. 
Well, that's and, what uh, they call a ritual, right? You know, this is, there is a you're, saying, you're saying that Baron, Baron, Baron is wise enough to be able to be pessimistic about his actions, but still do it with his full heart. Yeah. Do like it with that. conviction. Yeah. Uh, uh, his conviction doesn't doesn't falter even as his expectations may uh, very may, may vary wildly. Um, I mean, it's a little bit of a uh, he's it's it's a fact finding thing. I mean, he doesn't know what this thing is or how it works, so he's sort of checking out boxes. It's experimental. He's he's testing something, right? He's trying to see is this a disease that can just simply be removed. He doesn't think it is, but he's trying to see if it will work and if it will respond. Um, uh, and uh, does it? It does not. Does not. He uses it, and uh, the. Is there any adverse effects over? No, no. So he, he uses it on. Uh, who does he use it on? Uh, Cornwall, because I don't know why not. He uses seemed pretty it, bad off. Uses it on Cornwall, and he uh, uh, he sort of moans a bit when you when you use it on him, and he says, "I I might feel a bit better, Doc." Mm. Uh, but but Baron is not like Baron, it, this removes He's just the disease. It to make like it, it is better. it is magical. So it's magical healing. He's, for example, if he, you had yeah, like I, uh, I, yeah, I, I understand. I'm explaining. Okay. So he he. He's you. He's seen this been done many, many times yeah. before, and he's used it himself. Actually, only a handful of times, right? Since he's uh, developed well, the skill. Yeah, or second this, or level this, spell. Second level. So he's been. He's certainly been involved with it many times, and he knows that this is this is divine healing from Morden himself, and yeah. or you know Morden's energy channeled through uh, his followers. That it is a it is an immediate sort of reversal and lifting, Here, one second, lifting yeah. of the disease. This is not. This is not take antibiotics and you'll feel better in a week, right? This is, this is, this is, it is better. So the guy says he feels a bit better, but Baron can like, he checks the rough spots. Like he can see that the, the problem is still there. All these strange diseases. First the dog, now the weird blue drug poison? Don't know. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> fuck, that was dumb. Uh, he actually, he's going to try it on maybe one of the, the ones who are less further along for this next one. Okay. Um, he's, uh, and he's going to attempt to use remove curse. Who does he use it on? Um, who, who looks the best? Maybe you've got Dirindor, Amror, and Elamin. The one who seemed uh, amenable to getting help from outside sources. That was Amror. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. He says, "I hope this works." And he closes his eyes, uh, holds out his hands. He says, "How do I? What do you want me to?" Just yeah. sits down. Sorry, you, stand you, up. He's sort of like moving around a lot, like he's trying to help. He's like, fuck, just, just sit down. Uh, <laughs> this is mostly me and Morden, so you just kind of sit there. Just uh, hi. Okay. Uh-huh. He sort of gathers himself and uh, reaches out of hand says, you know, Morden, by thy will, uh, remove this curse from my ally. Nice! <laughs> There's a flash of divine light, and you know, Baron feels strength leave him. He says, oh, "Sorry, that was a that was a yell of uh, anticipation." <laughs> and he oh, looks okay. and he says, "I still, I, I still it feel like, uh, I still feel shitty." <laughs> uh, and Baron's pretty sure that uh, it has not lifted this problem. Mm-hmm. Beyond what I can do, then. I mean, there is some that. Our uh, vampirism, for one, I've heard, is is like that. Uh, hmm. Sorry. 
beyond me. Perhaps there'll be better luck in Silvery Moon. He says, well, that's after all why we're headed there. Aye. Appreciate the effort. Yeah. Bok does this. Now let's uh, redirect that effort towards the road. Aye. Does Just a, a moment, though. He does a scream, though. Let's dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Do the dog thing. I'll, I'll do that. Gets the dog. Oh, Same shit. thing. Morden. It barks at you. <laughs> Good dog. <laughs> if it is thy will, remove this curse from, from this dog. little beastie. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, brief divine flash. Baron feels strength leave him. Aww. He barks again at you. Then some poop chops out of his butt. Oh, <laughs> come on. Some strength also leaves. <laughs> Plops into the water below and you hear uh, sizzling as it does so. Yeah. Weird, That's really gross. weird, sick dog still, you huh? finally went poop. <laughs> That's improvement. Uh, we'll just have to do that every time. You get backed it, up for days. It is the first time you've seen him poop in a long time. Well, like, a curse was removed on short, <laughs> I suppose. That wasn't the quite what I was going for. The dog's tail's wagging. Uh, but not obvious effects beyond just. But the then dog he blinks poop. really slowly as there's like black, like <laughs> milkiness in his eyes. Yeah. Black milkiness? Over three and, then, there, and then his eyes How's sort of work? wander out of sync and then focus back on you fuck. again. Jesus, <laughs> the fuck? He the dog I don't like this. Whatever dog. is wrong with your dog is really wrong. <laughs> like, oh, man, like, he puts Snoop down on a grassy patch and then Snoop just scoots his butt. Yeah. Snoot does a scoot. In a really languid case. If he has what you have, I understand now why you, maybe your dad did some weird wheeling and dealing. Uh, although he may not have been doing it with a good intention, though. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a weird affliction. I, I don't know what it is. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was any kind of good intention either, but I do feel like whatever it was, it did save me. When he taps the little metal plate on his shoulder. Mm. I don't know if... I mean, if Snoot had something like this, maybe it might, might make him feel better, but I don't know. I mean, not sure what to do. Mm. Well, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll find something. Oh. Alright, well, carry on then. Like you were. And in the background, Snoot says, <laughs> Is there like a black oil? The journey continues. Unless I don't need to do anything. Nope. Goral. Okay. Before they set off, uh, Goral approaches Drustin. Oh right. And has a an object about the size of like half a loaf of bread that's covered in a brown cloth, and he sort of holds it out and pulls the cloth off of it. And inside you see what looks like, almost like a gnarled root, but in the shape of some sort of heart, and it's there throbbing. Ooh, yeah. And he, <laughs> he holds it out Whoa, to Drustin. Weird shit. <laughs> he holds it out that. to Drustin and says, this is the token of the swamp elves. Ew. Present it to any, any elf, and it will be worth a mighty favor or two. She immediately thinks, if I put this in a museum, 
could people then try to copy it to get the favor of the elves? Uh, out, he says. Jerusalem, for the first time ever, think of the ethical ramifications <laughs> of sharing knowledge. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, but only for a moment. Counterfeits, like elf tokens, flood the sword coast. <laughs> uh-huh. He says, I'll thank you, Kankwara. Uh, I'm glad you'll meet it out of that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As am I. Yeah. Nate takes the token. That he says that. Too. That's a battle done noise, not a loot noise. Come on. That's correct. Yeah, y'all did it. That is one of the answers. And as he passes it to you, uh, a small amount of light sort of glows out of it and then fades back in, and says, "That's a crop. It is. It is up to you and your companions to use." No one else may use this now. I understand. I'm looking forward to seeing Silvery Moon. The journey continues through the swamp. It is a long and hard path. Yeah. Through this. I mean, there are there even any roads? Scrimcoin's got a smile on his face the whole time. Are there any roads through the Evermores at all? Like, is there anything that even resembles a real path? Like, not like not through the areas, trail. not through the areas that you're traveling. Yeah, I, I, um, I got the sense that it's like all like fucking Everglades is what we're dealing with. Yeah, here. basically. You might get like a brief section of animal trail that yeah. happens to go yeah. in the direction. Ah, you're three deer walking. Yeah, there's every certainly. Yeah, certainly, certainly uh, oh. natural. Uh, what would you call it? Animal trails. Animal trails. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's certainly like these sort of naturally occurring, uh, natural through through animal behavior, not through uh, geology. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but other than that, no, the elves aren't. Uh, the elves don't build that sort of infrastructure um, in this area. Scrimcorn see any more druidic? signs all oh, the way, right. given that we are <clears throat> in the, one of these backwoods, rugged environments like this. Um, it, you know, he, not that he ever uh, reveals decides to uh, point out. Um, also, the type of sort of swamp druid that he is is not a common thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the druid signs up in the Goliath territory is expected to find. Sure. Um, so they, they are shamanistic. They are shamanistic people. <coughs> Do you guys uh, send off any word to uh, Grumbar, or you're gonna send off word off Grumbar when you arrive in Silver? Yeah, he's yeah. there. He'll either be there okay. already, or it's a fairly expensive he spell. He won't be there already. And uh, you're in a swamp. Baron's in a swamp, and he already blew two it's third level huh? out of his two third level spells on attempting to remove those curses. So he's only got one more for the day, maybe at night. Yeah, Drusen's just going to speak stones. I mean, there's this aspect of like, don't say unless you got something to say. Like, they really haven't had a good sit down since they since they bailed out. I mean, it's probably a little bit of hanging over the group. Like, they really haven't talked since Mock and Baron came back, only very loosely and in fairly. There was that first things. night on the run, like, uh, and then it's been sort of the, basically the swamp attack. Yeah, I mean, and now this, and now you've got now you've got sort of mixed company. Yeah. Um. All right, it's a few more days through the swamp, uh, but with a group this big, certainly no 
natural uh, uh, predators are going to even pay the slightest mind to you. Um, and with the help of the swamp elves, uh, they know how to stay concealed uh, uh, through the nights. You know, they're the the more healthy uh, ones are are assisting Warl in sort of just standard like setting up things in certain ways to conceal your camp. Uh, yelling at any of you that wants to light a fire at night. Um, yeah. And... But it's uh, so warm and toasty. Yeah. But over the course of a couple days, the uh, the elves' conditions do deteriorate a bit. Wow. Um, you know, they're getting a little bit worse. The ones that were healthier and able to carry more, they are... They're struggling a bit more. Um, but one more of them needs to be... But yeah letter or rotate it out it, it, it could be it could be if it yeah. if it takes more than if it takes more than another uh, day or two yeah. then, then that could be a problem but it does not for you reach the edge Solid of the uh, you reach the edge of the ever ever Moors. Evermores. I can't see it on the map anymore oh we have it covered up okay. it's on we do box. It's, it's, it is you move that box no, that's way down here, here. Oh, it's under here? It is. No way, it's not far down. It's way up at the top. It's way, way up at the top. Yeah, because you guys were next to Tadmuth Mithra Hall. Yeah. Little south. <coughs> right? right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. You're, 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 yeah. Look, it's right there. Yeah, that's it. And there's so many. Yeah. See that? <clears throat> so. I did another map in the chat. Uh, I think it's the fifth edition. Oh yeah, that's that's the one that I've been I've been using, um, and I, I plan on buying the, the the artist sells the highest quality um, the highest version of it. Cool to have. I would love an updated map for fifth edition. Yeah, it's uh, it's only the Sword Coast, unfortunately, so it's, it does not cover uh, where you are headed. Hmm. Um, but it, it, it goes. Back to the Sword Coast. How much difference is there between the maps, though? Tons. Yeah. Really? Tons. Like this one has, I think, the spell plague land. Well, it's also oh. each of the maps also chooses to provide well, detail in the things that they were fleshing out in the supplements mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- these new maps are these new maps are pretty objectively uh, better than this map. This is a great map. Pretty this one has a lot more detail uh, cool. and a lot more locations marked. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I do like how this one shows a lot of the routes and the roads. It makes the roads a bit more um, a bit more obvious, but like the Evermore is just sort of it looks cooler on this map. It's like anyway. It's so, like wood cut. Yeah, yeah, it was on that one where it has like in the corner, this is what all these different terrain features mean. Hmm. And it was like, ah, the Evermore is moors, not swamps. And that's what was like, oh, oops. They're more elves, not swamp elves. We have uh, called it swamp elves as long as I have been alive. What word is I don't it's care what the geologists it's a, it's say. It's a swamp now. It's swamps. it's swamps. Moors, <laughs> moors are swamps. No, they're not. It's just a different kind. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, the... Wow, yeah, it really looks much more watery on here. Yeah. Than it does there. Yeah. That's what I've been saying in Treasure well, of the Water. Back in 4th edition, though, it was more dry, and then something happened. More sure. Dry. So, you get to the edge of... Uh, you emerge from this swampy area into a small forest that... Uh, smallish. Um, forest that uh, is but a mere uh, half-day's travel through to get to Silvery Moon. Uh, this is an area that... Um, this is an area that... Baron knows this little forest because Baron's been to Silvery Moon, I assume. Uh, yeah. 
Several times, at least. I mean, I mean it's, it's a it's large the, city. It's kind of it's the one of big, the neighbors. Certainly the biggest, the biggest neighbor to Mithril. I mean, if anything, it would have been a stopping point on the way to either Citadel Adbar or Citadel Felbar to the further east. Yeah. And yeah. it's a it's a metropolitan area. I mean, it's not like it's some sort of like hole of the elves. Yeah. yeah. And where did the uh, where does Mock come from? Adbar. He's come from Adbar. Has Mock been to Silverman? Mock has probably been there. And he's he's and he's marched a number of places. I mean, primarily fighting in defense of Adbar, but the Iron Guard of Citadel Adbar. He was she fought with them for forty years. Forty years is enough time to have a campaign or two outside the walls of Adbar, and so. Most of his travels uh, were related to other strongholds of Dwarvendom. So reinforcing Mithril Hall and coming to the aid of another fortress were on the on, in the cards. So he may have marched through Silvery Moon, but uh, and yeah, I mean maybe he had contacts back in Waterdeep who knew the area and has some knowledge of that, but didn't spend much time there. You know, just for for personal kind of like enrichment, you could say. Uh, so you find yourself in this, uh, a grassy or a, it's forest, a forested area. Mm-hmm. What's the state of our elven rescuees? The same that I am. What? I mean, Worse I off, it's still on the tree. Yeah, I bet they're not, they don't have, like, snake arms yet. Snake no, arms. no, it's just what I described. Did you hear me saying that yeah. it got worse? Yeah, yeah that, was the, that was the description of where okay. you are now. And we're now how many days uh, march? Half a day. Half a day. Half a day to Silverman through this forest. Uh, yeah. He says, <clears throat> Mox says, uh, he says, well, on we go. And uh, only thing I can think of is to keep our eyes uh, on a swivel in case the if there's a possibility that Adrex folk or folk from the, the host are awaiting us, but it's after a solid week, I think we probably shook them pretty good. I know Drusen has re-summoned Anga with the last of his incense. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. We're going on a shopping spree in Silverman. I gotta be killing Anga more often. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, I think every time you do, 10 gold from the party. Instead of it being, you have just enough to keep summoning her, I want it to be, you have just not enough. Yeah. I want that last leg of the travel. Yeah. It was just—it was a highlight of way back in the in the Summer Citadel of Justin being yeah. struck oh, for incense. Every time he uses a portal, I'm good to. And she is a uh, barred owl right now. Barred owl? A beautiful. Not. Uh, uh, she's not playing drums. <laughs> uh, a barred owl. Snail is commonly found in swamps. Yeah. Forests, huh. things like that. It's nice looking. Beautiful bird. That's a nice looking owl. Yeah. To me, it looks like an owl. That's an owl. It's just what I picture it's when I think of it. It's a barn owl to it's me. A barred it's owl, a though. barred owl. B a r r e d. Oh. Strix varia. You mean barred owl? Barder. Yeah. You want tea? But it does the not. The rich baritone hooting of the barred owl is a characteristic sound in the northern swamps. Oh, you meant a bear? Oh, in the now. southern swamps. Oh no! Wrong. People will know she's not natural. <laughs> All right. Wait, that's so, a southern owl. Uh, and I'm gonna have her just kind of fly up as we walk, kind of circling around, letting me know if she sees any dwarves from Mithril Hall. Or just any dwarves? Oh. Just in the forest? No, but as we walk up to Silver. Oh, 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 yeah. As we approach, she's gonna be kind of on patrol. And then we'll hear her beautiful baritone hoots if she sees something. 
The um, the downpour in the swamps uh, uh, thinned out as you got more towards the forest and was turned into a light drizzle of snow uh, in this snowy forest. And um, and as I said, it's a mere uh, half day's travel, and it's uh, getting close to sunset as you uh, as you emerge from one end of the forest and see the gates, the gates of Silvery Moon. A warm bed, oh, fresh ale. Ooh. Silvery Moon is a is a a rare. A rare sight Beautiful. in Faerun, a, uh, a large city founded in, hang on, I got my little uh, description. Um, right, when you look at it from afar, it looks more like a series of gardens or forest glades than a stone city, hmm. and uh, it's just got, you know, lots of growing things in it. It, uh, it provokes images uh, uh, provokes thoughts of elven cities more than uh, more than human settlements despite being uh, uh, majority human not majority human what's the word for it a uh, it's humans have the Dominant? highest percentage of population but they are still less but they are still less than all of the other uh, races oh, combined they are actually less than 50% in silver mode it mm-hmm. is a very diverse despite um, having a, a large population of humans yeah. yeah, it's a large, large population of humans. It is. Uh, uh, it's. It has a very sort of uh, uh, shared architecture, um, and uh, and those that have visited Baron and Mock know that it is also a uh, remarkably uh, quiet place compared to a city uh, of its size. Um, not only does it, uh, not only does it just always have gentle breezes moving throughout, but the uh, the citywide uh, mythal something that uh, Drewston has uh, Drewston has heard tales of, a citywide permanent enchantment that uh, staves off uh, staves off extreme weather and also has a sound muting property across the whole city that um, wow. just keeps the loudness of uh, ordinary modern cities uh, much more in the background. Hmm. It might actually uh, I mean I'm sure Scrim would remark on why can't all cities get this down? It seems pretty obvious to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, spots on the land. And from the dwarf perspective, uh, uh, you know that the dwarves have provided uh, great services towards the flourishing of, uh, of Silvery Moon as well. For Silvery Moon is located within an easy trades distance of three great dwarven halls, and uh, there are a good series of dwar- uh, dwarf built cisterns, pumps, and piping. That ensures the city has um, uh, flushed privies and ample fresh water for drinking and for gardening throughout uh, the whole place. It is, uh, I mean, it is about as clean and and quiet as a giant city could possibly get. You might you might say it's a relatively modern city. On yeah, the spectrum. Yeah, oh, on the spectrum, it absolutely on is. The spectrum, what right? a beautiful sight. And Jerusalem oh. has never been there, I assume. No, he's no. stuck around the Sword Coast. Yeah, this is this is too far uh, too far inland for him normally. From trenchfoot to more snowy trails, to soft feather beds, roof over my head. Shall we find uh, uh, some inn to to camp out in and uh, keep our eyes out for our good friend Grunbar? Always some accommodations once we uh, 
Once we, uh, well, he looks to Gwartle and he says, Gwartle, do you know where you intend to lead your people? Do you have an idea of a source of aid? I, I don't... Uh, is there a Temple of Morden here? Baron has been here a couple times. This is something he would have figured out before. <clears throat> uh, hang on. Kellen's trying to tell me something. No, I'm just helping you. Uh, no, you, use, you use this while I answer this question. What? what? Temple of Morden in the city? <coughs> uh, yes, certainly. Yeah. What would be the main god of the elves in this? I, I don't really know the pantheon of, of Faerun. Oh god, I didn't think to, uh, Of the elves? Well, there are a couple. Um, would it be like... Saloon's a big one. Um, there's also the, um... There's one, like, a forest one. So starts with the... Coraline. Starts with a... M, I think. Mumbo. Uh, it's Coraline and Ardry, Fenya. I think... Uh, this stray... Yeah. Okay. Um, that's one Pretty Coral pretty much says that he's going to be going to the... Whichever is the largest temple of the seven that's in the town. <laughs> I'd probably be Saloon. Uh, yeah, it would be, it would almost definitely be Saloon. So he says that they will seek out the temple of Saloon. Wait, is it Saloon? Well, that's a very big one there. <laughs> I, I remember Saloon the name is Saloon from. Greyhawk. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about this? Yeah, we've already. Okay. That's right, that's right. Um. Yes, no, there is a there is a great uh, temple to Saloon in uh, in this place. Beautiful structure of curving stone inset with crystal and silver star windows. An and uh, so, Goral, you're heading straight there. Are, are you splitting as, up from the group yeah. here? Yeah, he says, as much as I respect Moradin and your work, I believe that Saloon's temple is a better place for us. Good luck take... with your people. Thank you. I, Thank I you for all you, you have done. The best. And I wish you the best of luck in your quest, for it seems you carry heavy hearts and a heavy task ahead of you. I carry most of the heavy things. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that too. Thank God for a better job. <laughs> what would we do if we lost? At least some of the heavy <laughs> You'd have to buy a mule. <laughs> I could carry the mule as well. <laughs> or three. <laughs> Not tried that yet. Uh, yep. uh, uh, approach the gates for their guards at the gates. And uh, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> gates. Yeah, is there an issue getting into the city? You're like, well, now that you asked, there is. <laughs> <laughs> well, since but, you're yeah, all lining up at the gate. Make sure to register with the Adventurers Guild, folks. Roll oh, initiative. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, you have those fucking goodies. Y'all want a little brothel? <laughs> um, with the keys? No, the uh, brothels and as you <laughs> as you leave the uh, as you leave the the forest area and like get onto the main road so that you can head towards the gates of Silvery Moon. You can feel when you cross the threshold. Uh, you can feel when you cross the threshold into the uh, what do they call it? City <laughs> gates. Uh, the the the, the enchantment. Yeah. The uh, the mythal like the it's just a there's a the like everything the loudness of the world or especially of the city that you could hear like as you got closer just sort of mutes down a bit and the uh, the harsher wintry winds that you were feeling just become less the temperature rises up a couple degrees it still feels like winter 
Um, it's just, it's just a bit more pleasant. Um, for this is still a very, very northern uh, city in the world. Yeah. Um, but it feels like it feels like what the uh, equatorial regions might call a harsh winter, <laughs> and uh, and what northerners would call like a nice. uh, summers on the way, like summer, like some, summers right around the corner, right? Okay. Uh, so it's it's somewhere in there, and. Uh, and as you approach the gates, it is uh, it is still light outside as the the sun is just starting to set. Um, uh, city guards are at the gates and they see you uh, bringing up bringing stretchers <laughs> the, yeah. of uh, of three people and um, and the guards the guards step forward and say uh, and say uh, and it says welcome to Silvery Moon. And he says, uh, what business do you have? Can we direct you on your way? He says, looks like you're having a bit of trouble. Yes, we need to head to the Temple of Saloon. My people are injured. And he looks and he says, I can see that. He says, he says, you come from the Evermores? Aye. And he says, but not the rest of you, eh? He says, unlikely group to end up together. That's a long story. And he says, I'm sure it is. He says, uh, I'm not he says, paid to listen to your stories. Goodbye. <laughs> he says, well, the... I'm getting the name of it here. Oh, sorry, I have a lot of documentation. Uh, the, uh, the Temple of Silver Stars is, uh, uh, is six blocks down the city. Uh, uh, take a right, turn left. You can't miss it. The, uh, uh, it says, just look for the uh, crystal and silver star windows. Aye, thank you. Uh... Been some time since I was last in your fair city. If you could give me directions to the Temple of Moradin, I appreciate says, it. He says, "Ah, oh, yes, there's a small temple uh, over uh, in the Temple District." He says, uh, "Easy enough to find once you're there. Same general area." I am lodging in thereabouts. He says, oh, "I take it you're going to want to be heading over to uh, the, ham- the Hammer and the Helm." Uh, he says, "I mean, oh, you, know, you don't, you don't have to." Yeah, oh, it sounds wonderful. He says, <laughs> he says, "Okay, just uh, and uh, Mock remembers it as it is a uh, yeah. uh, it is a it is a dwarf revelry uh, uh, tavern specifically." Excellent. <laughs> you fuckers are gonna need to go no to the dwarf area. It's after hours, lively entertainment. <laughs> Thank you for your recommendations. Uh, and we head in. I assume we'll, we'll continue to help so carry the litters all the yeah. way to the Temple of Saloon. But once we pass the gates, Drewson turns towards his companions and then Dwarven says, uh, well, anyone, yeah, anyone uh, seeking us help would of course be looking at that Dwarven tavern. Uh, perhaps instead we should seek a place where they may not expect us. And he takes out that beating token. Uh, it says this will give us access to places where uh, dwarves would not normally be found. A good hiding place, I think. Mock frowns deeply. Oh, you just took his door nail away. And he says, "No, well, <clears throat> I don't like your plan." My thought is, uh, you're not wrong there, young Drosnin. However. If they, uh, if they find us here in Silvery Moon, I'm hoping that we're far enough outside the influence of Mithril Hall that they have any real claim to be dragging us back. 
What say you, cousin? An elven establishment or a dwarven one? <laughs> God, put it God forbid a human one. Drewston's nagging against uh, Mock's chronic soberness. Yeah. Chronic sobriety? Uh, you know, maybe. Uh, I really want a nice cup of ale, a nice warm bed. I hated that swamp. amazing. <laughs> Uh, so you're saying dwarven? Uh, unless you have an excellent recommendation of another inn that would do it. But I agree, it does make sense that we're likely to see us at a dwarven inn, because that's where I'd really like to go. <laughs> Understand, cousins? I mean, I know homesickness more than but most. I acknowledge here, if we can just find a different inn, I'd, I'd rather not sleep in a gutter if we can help it. We'll ask him at the Temple of Stellone. Surely they don't know the other establishments. Aye. Aye, that will do. That will be fine. <laughs> Lumbus bread. We can help them <laughs> carry. They, they can't walk that way in this city anyway. Oh, let's... Uh, We're with you a bit longer. Gwarl. keep wanting to say growl. Anyway, sorry. It's Gwarl. It rhymes with Squirrel. Head right. to the Temple well, of Stone. Yeah, you are uh, escorting them over yeah. here, right? Uh, um, and he goes and quietly fills in the oil thing. Is there a language that just you two speak? We have we have enough French inside jokes now that it's like <laughs> it's, a language. Uh, yeah. it's actually that like weird pig Latin that girls do when like they're in middle school. Elementary school. Do you just mean pig Latin? No, no, no. There's this like different version, or maybe there's just pig Latin. It's just pig Latin. I don't know. It's mysterious. Pig Latin? No one ever talks. Justin is immune to the wilds. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to know if there's some (laughs) second girl secret Pig Latin, or if you're just talking about about Pig Latin. (laughs) As as a woman that Finn pointed out is much younger than you, um, Finn said that. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. He meant shorter. Uh, By the way, no, no. He asked me, Kel, how old are you? And I told him. And he's like, you're a lot younger than my dad. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Arithmetic, uh, uh, No, there is not another weird version of Pig Latin. It's just but Pig you're Latin. Telling me. <laughs> That's right. There's no other. Yeah, yeah, they're on camera. Language. They can't betray the secret of <laughs> Lady Pig Latin. Anyways, uh, no. Do you just whisper? You mean Sal Latin? Okay. They oh, whisper God. together. Lady thing. Okay, guys. Uh, let's, let's bring it back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heading off to the the silver um the, the, the silver saloon. Temple Temple of Silver Stars. Yeah. And uh, you guys get there and you see it. It's uh it's beautiful. Great curving stone, as I mentioned, the star windows, uh uh it's shaped like a single spired tiara. Its uh, spire is facing to the north, and its ro- uh, roofline forms a crescent moon when seen from the streets around. Aw, pretty. And uh, 
Yeah, you get up. You get up to its main steps, and uh, some uh, priests come out to assist with the uh, with what you got there. With your with your load. Which Carol immediately like code switches into Elvish. And language switches Ah. into Elvish and starts speaking to the priests in hushed yet urgent voice. And uh, do any of you speak Elvish? Baron does. Baron speaks Elvish. Elvish. You speak Elvish? I think Scrib does as well. Uh, I guess they all. I I guess the half elves, it makes sense. (laughs) It Um, does make sense for them to speak Elvish. Yeah, um, uh, Oh, you, you want to play out what you're saying to them, or he's, just, uh, just, he's just, just, he's just he's relating, bring them in? He's relating what's happened. <clears throat> yeah, you're the only healthy yeah. one. Um, yeah, they uh, uh, they speak amongst themselves, and uh, there's like a little bit of hesitation, but they bring them up into the main courtyard, and uh, two of the priests go off to fetch uh, uh, fetch the the higher authorities mm-hmm. as uh, uh, as they come and and you're- start talking about starting in hushed, respectful elven, uh, elven sort of whispers, and as they're, uh, putting this, they, they, they take them off of your, uh, swamp stretchers, and put them onto their clean, beautiful, like, silver elf yeah. stretchers, silver and, uh, elf stretchers. and then they take the, the swamp stretchers, and they just, like, push them with and their feet, with <laughs> and let them tumble down the stairs. <laughs> they just throw them where, like, ugh, get rid of this. Uh, do you want these back, or should we burn them? Should we burn them? <laughs> burn them, definitely. <laughs> Don't breathe uh, the smoke, though. <laughs> and and you, you do hear Goral mention that, um, what Baron had a, Baron's, um, failed attempts at, at the two spells that he, he tried. His failure and just, casually. just mentions, you know, this cleric of Moradin was traveling with us, and Oh, he's actually right there. Uh, he tried, he tried this and uh, uh, Baron. At hearing thing. this mention, he steps forward and says, "I." And he explains. I mean, similar like talking shop with people of the industry. Uh, yeah. Says, you know, like yeah, I, I used this and I attempted this, and these are the effects I saw. No much, not not much. Mm-hmm. I say it was a dire situation for these individuals as they uh, take them off in their stretchers into closed doors. Coral follows. We'll find uh, one of the priests who's not involved in this. Yep. And he'll take out. There are many just doing sort of like that temple. You can probably just ask for a recommendation of an inn without using. Yeah, you take out the token. You're going to use your favor. Oh, it's one favor. It's one. He did say to you, "This should buy you." Said should buy you a favor or two. Uh, One mighty favor. Where is it in? I thought it was. Well, like, thank you for that. It's right on the corner. That's like it's a bad. Right thing. behind you. Flash be like, friend of elves. Uh, hey, do you know who we should be? Anyway, it was not. Uh, not a it was not presented as such. Okay. Uh, so then he leaves the token within his bag. Um, but this priest saw these dwarves helping out these elves reach here, and so he goes up to him and he says, "Uh, uh friend." Um, I'm looking for a, a certain inn you may know of, uh, one frequented by elves, but that uh, dwarf would maybe like... unwelcome in. Do you have a recommendation? Um, I'm sorry, I was distracted by uh, reading my materials here. 
State the question again. <laughs> uh, looking for a, an inn that mostly elven, but that a dwarf would not be kicked out of on site. Uh, a when when you like were looking around uh, at all, like one of the priestesses came forward, yeah. sort of eagerly, uh, eagerly to you and uh, and 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 greeted you. Like you are obviously outsiders from this yeah. temple here, a bunch of dwarves and. Uh, uh, dwarvish armor and yeah. uh, varying states dwarves, of, dwarves. Uh, of of being showered, uh, and <laughs> we got you know a gross half elf and a less gross half drow, and and a, and a giant goliath. goliath. So it's and not all dwarf. Seven other gross elves. A lot of other gross elves. <laughs> we got a bushel of gross elves and some other. They're really shiny gross. Dwarf. And. Uh, Glimmering. She speaks. Uh, she speaks and says, uh, she says, she says, yes, yes, you must need a, must need a soft bed uh, uh, after your, after your travels. I, uh, I've seen what happened to your companions uh, before you came here. This is, uh, <coughs> this must weigh heavily on your, uh, on your heart and on your minds. I, uh, the things we saw in the Evermore, Made us think great thoughts about her reality and the threats facing it. It says, it says, he will not take out the anathema claw as much as he wants to. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me tell you everything about anathemas. <laughs> do you know what they can do? She just passes. We do. <laughs> It turned my friend into a snake. <laughs> I got better. She says. She says, the life of adventurers such as yours is often one of uh, of of great pain. It comes with the risk. He says. Uh, he says. Do you find it worth it to you? <laughs> I, <laughs> the knowledge. The therapy session. The knowledge gained. It's How well worth it. That? The things hidden away by those in power deserve to be known by all. Uh, she nods her says and says, says, your quest is one, uh, is quest, uh, is one of altruism. She says, that's not the one I hear from, uh, from travelers very often. It is nice to hear. Then he trips in all his treasure. This is all generous And then she gives you a smile and says, and I'm sure the gold makes it pretty good too. Uh, the gold helps, but I'll be honest, I spend it a little faster than me cousins. <laughs> the knowledge belongs to all. Treasures are strictly mine, let's be clear. Yeah. Barry does like fiddling with she like, says, some piece of the facade and snaps it off. And... She <laughs> says, well, your friend, your friend there must spend, uh, must spend a pretty penny getting his uh, armor polished uh, every, uh, in every port that he stops in. Oh it yeah, says, he gets his armor. It says, it's in stark right. contrast to that of the skin uh, of the skin that falls behind it. Mark says, down and like shrugs the, the cloak around because he tries to keep it generally under wraps. I mean, obviously, he's not like huddling around it like some sort of like. But it's like it is like shiny. But it, exactly, any little crack, if somebody's looking, is just like wow. Like behind that wooden, that that woolen kind of that gray woolen trail cloak is like 
basically a mirror sheen, like, <laughs> yeah. flimmering, whatever, golden-ish armor. Don't Who would have thought that it always clean armor is a bit of a liability? You've got, like, like parade-level uh, armor right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly like, that. Like, always. Always. Even says, yeah. uh, as my companions know, I could talk on and on about the things we've discovered. You really could. I'd you be willing stop to do so. Now. But for now, we are worthy travelers. We would seek a place... Uh, where uh, we would be in mixed company. Uh, perhaps not the very first place one would look for a dwarf. She says, not the first place one would look for a dwarf, eh? She says, I think in, uh, you should head to the North Bank on Dancer's Mask Lane. Head to the Golden Oak. She says, it's a lovely, uh, a lovely retreat and will give you uh, uh, the respite that, I, that you must need from this journey. She says, it is, uh, she says, it is not the kind of common stop that uh, dwarves would stay at, but if you're looking for some, uh, looking for some comforts, and uh, says you will find fragrant herbs and window box ferns. She says, it is just, uh, just it is absolutely lovely. Oh, how delightful. It's absolutely lovely. I appreciate the recommendation. Someone took her on a date there. <laughs> to an inn? What, uh, I mean, at this point, Mock does want to roll a perception check to see if you, they've already picked up a tail. <laughs> Officially. Like, yeah, I mean, you're, through, you're, you're, you're watching. They roll through, should I roll it active or, yeah? Uh, I mean, you're always getting a passive. Yeah. I'll, but but I'll, tell me I'll, what you're searching. I'm, I'm looking for a tail out. specifically. Somebody yeah. is following us, and I rolled well. Um, that's going to be a 22. Um, your first impression is that it's it's a little hard to tell because you've had looky loos since you've been walking through here. You've had people on stretchers. You guys are uh, you haven't even had a camp since emerging from the swamp because it was you came out in the forest. It was half day travel. Now you're here, so you're still covered in swamp grime. You seem yeah. dirty. Uh, and uh, and 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 smelling uh, and, and smelling Fragrant. the same uh, the same as you look and so. Someone say you, you look back and like yeah, people leaning Natural. against like <laughs> leaning against like you know pillars and like looking up at you guys at the temple like up the temple stairs and there are a bunch and you know Mock's been keeping an eye out uh, since it's you arrived looks, in here. But if someone's following us, it's different. Yeah, and I understand. Yeah, so yeah. as you as you uh, since you arrived in here, you've been looking yeah. at in, in the town. I mean, you've been looking and you haven't detected anyone uh, specifically uh, specifically. Following you, people yeah. that have walked the same path of you and peeled off, which could be part of a more organized multi-person tale, as oh, Mark yeah. is definitely familiar with. If that sort of thing's going on, he'd need more time to sort of like sort of verify. see a pattern, verify, right? There's like a couple candidates like in the back of his head, like that person could have been, da, 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 but like with those sorts of operations, like more sophisticated, they can be damn near impossible to catch. And this isn't particularly his expertise. He's yeah. not some sort of kind of like whatever intelligence he was never part of like a spy network he's just trying to use kind of the soldier's instinct here and kind of like you know anyone who's being too obvious and uh well, that's good he feels better and he he relays to companions he has I keep my eyes open haven't seen a tail yet since we got here perhaps time to get to that inn though she uh takes out a small stone and hands it to uh, Drewston, and she says, "A moonstone to guide you, uh, uh, to guide you on your quest." He says, "Remember, there is no darkness the moon cannot touch." 
He says, should you need any more assistance, feel free to return to our temple at any time. My name is Amalus Tanira. I appreciate it. Drusen of Gontelgrim. And she says, nice to meet you, Drusen of the Gontelgrim. He says, and your companions. As like there's like seven, and eight, us. six of you <laughs> all standing there waiting for Drusen. Uh, so he heads out. Uh, Anya has not noticed any dwarves from the Mithril Hall hold, hold of the hall, hall holders. Host of the hall. Host of the hall. Um, I mean, no. Like, an organized, like, troop march. Yeah, through, no. Basically. no. Okay, uh, he says, Both cousins, apparently the Golden Oak would be a fair place uh, for us to hide out in, if hiding is what we need to do. Mox says, I. Once we arrive, we can send Grumbar the message, see where he is, and start to make some preparations and plans. And a bath. And a bath. A good bath. And now some <laughs> clean clothes that could go for some uh, laundry or something. And an opportunity to speak with all of us in private. I agree. Some good dwarven ale. <laughs> Let us find our way to uh, the North Bank and. Maskers dance, dance of the mask street. One, one of those. A street that has dance and mask in it. How many of those could there be? Dancers mask lane. Dancers mask lane. And then all the town. <laughs> and there's also maskers dance lane. <laughs> dance of the mask lane. Yes, lanes mask dancers. Mask dance lane. <laughs> mask dance lane. <laughs> Masquerade lane. Uh, so they start walking through. Uh, seems pretty interested in Elven culture and just their their, uh, their arcane masteries, their uh, long histories portrayed very different than in Dwarven cities. Uh, I, I feel like one difference would be in a Dwarven city, their history is portrayed on the walls and in the art. And in an Elven city, their history is portrayed more through being like, hey, look what we can do. Like, all our generations of knowledge have led us to having these beautiful buildings and this illusory fire that glows in different colors and this and this. And he does a little window shopping as they walk. And you're like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go, get a new pipe there. We can get some jade dust over there. <laughs> oh, a, a whole shop of incense. My God. <laughs> whole shop of Different colored smokes. Incense from floors. Guaranteed to reduce your stress while summoning your familiar. Apparently, you also be less stressed. There's all these different costs, but they have specific bins of ten gold pieces worth of incense. Ten gold pieces worth of incense. Ten gold pieces. Just summoning familiars. Amazing. Ah, you want one of the bins. Ten gold pieces worth of incense. Eleven gold. Infused with essential oils. Infused with essential oils. On sale. Half off, but you can't summon a familiar with them. Aromatherapy. So, eventually you do do find your way towards the Golden Oak. And as you step into the central atrium, you see it is dominated by a huge oak that rises up into the open sky. And there are rooms that... uh, that open off of this central atrium and uh, someone comes forward, someone, an elf, comes forward to uh, greet you immediately and says, Welcome to the Golden Oak. To, welcome to the Golden Oak. He says, will you be staying with us today? Aye. 
a couple of rooms. She looks uh, uh, looks at your party and says, "It says one for each of you. Any uh, any to share?" It says the price is four gold per night. Boom. Scrimcorn basically barfs up. Scrimcorn doesn't say a word. He just turns around and walks back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Spins on his heel. Like, ah, do you have a stable? Yeah. Have uh, <laughs> you a suite that we could share? A few That's rooms connected to a private meeting area. She says, "Upstairs, we do indeed have uh, meeting rooms for rent and uh, and some private suites uh, uh, off of them, off the nicest room that we have." He says, "The price for that will be thirty-five gold per night." Do you take gems? <laughs> she says, "We do take." Uh, he says, "We take gems, and we can oh. offer change." And we can offer change. <laughs> oh so uh, he looked at Mark. He says, "Well, you wanted some privacy, cousin." Mark says, "I. It'll be worth at least one night." I will take it for a night. He says, uh, "He says the uh, the room's all ready for you. Just need to just need to uh, set up a couple of um, not set up a couple. Uh, just need to get you your keys." And uh, heads on on over and says says and evening's approaching. Once you've Cleaned yourselves up a bit. You can head down to the. Uh, you can head down to the. Uh, the cellar tap room uh, for uh, for some entertainment, uh, uh, entertainment and gossip and your drinks. And he puts up thirty-five. He's got a gem for ten Bad gold rubs. pieces and a gem for twenty-five gold pieces. Two gems. It doesn't say what kind. So two generic gems he takes out. Blink blink. It's most appreciated. She checks. She says, "She says we'll have these appraised and verify, uh, verify uh, on your exit tomorrow." <laughs> God, excellent. She says, "Welcome to the Golden Oak," and we'll continue next week. Yeah. Yay! Oh, I won't be here for smoke sesh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you did finish the fight, though. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. What a fight it Man, was. Man, we unloaded on that thing. I feel we... like Scrimcorn restraining it turned the tide. The tide. I yeah. think it was really the snake bites that were I mean, that was the <laughs> That was clearly... Dude. Being turned I mean, into a snake two snakes and involved. still just It really could have been up. either of those snakes. It was hard to tell. Which snake was more helpful? Get on your, on your, like, on your critical. Like, Going full devil damage. Full to him. The polymorph. Both. The yeah, bear jaw polymorph was, was so fun. That was so good. The-